0: what's up everybody we are back welcome to the final real chronicles of 2023 i'm your host david i'm joined with today mr hunter friesen how are you today good sir uh, I'm happy to be back for my one week suspension for saying mean things about a Christmas story. <laughs> um I found out over the last like two or three weeks that a lot of people don't like a Christmas story, and it's kind of hurt my heart, uh, especially especially was... people from Canada, like Darren, our buddy Darren doesn't like it. Our buddy Kurt doesn't that like it. yeah, was
1: shocking.
0: yeah, so, uh, so I'm gonna... okay
2: with you not have me on because I would have said even meaner things, so it was it was a good thing so i but want to have you back for my absolute favorite episode we do, though. Yeah, for so.
0: sure. This is going to be a fun one. And joining us for JC, fourth year now or third year? Uh, no, we've it's, done it, this. It's,
3: I've been joining you since 2020. So this is the fourth year in a row.
0: Nice. So, of course, we had to bring you back for this one because I would love having you on for this specific episode where we talk about, like, our specifically our worst because I think we have a really good time with when we talk about our worst <laughs> of the year. Uh, <laughs> welcome aboard. Thank you for being here today. And joining us For the first time, someone that I consider a very good friend of mine, she is uh, someone that I met at New York Film Festival back in Cognon 2021. Uh, Yeah. No, yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Was it the Macbeth line? Yeah. Yeah. So since then, we've gone to many, many screenings together, had great conversations, and I'm glad to have her here today. Uh, Josie, hello. Hello. Thank you for Happy joining. To be here, <laughs> awesome. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, respect your work, love your work, and I'm glad to be able to have your perspective as we look at our the year of 2023 in movies. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite performances, worst of 2023, best of 2023, and some of our most most anticipated films of 2024. Uh, I, uh, JC, I told Hunter off the line before we started recording, but and you got on. There is a movie I have on my most anticipated movies that i think is going to be terrible but i think it's going to be on your list too uh so
3: i'm curious what. yeah it
0: is. i think i think it's going to be a good discussion there but before we get into that no news it's christmas so there, there wasn't really any news to to highlight this week so we can just jump into what we watched Uh hundred did you see anything during the holiday break um in terms of new movies
2: no it's covered but <clears throat> i kept up with my best picture uh streak uh, more be more specific, I also kept up my crappy Best Picture streak, we'll say that. <sighs> uh, I watched Around the World in 80 Days, which is pretty bad. It's not terrible, but it's pretty bad. Uh, just know, in the title credits, it said Shirley MacLaine was in the movie. I was like, oh, I didn't even know she was in the movie, and I didn't see her once in the whole movie. And in the end, they said she plays Princess Arulia from India. I was like, oh, God, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I, so that was, that's, that's how this movie handles like different cultures is just have white people play different cultures. Just do that. So it's, it's not good and it's three hours long. It's pretty bad, but I stepped up my game in terms of runtimes, Christmas day, uh, we had different family plans this year. So Christmas day was actually open for us. Uh, I watched Ben Hur cause I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for four hours. Uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's great. It's, was, it's amazingly uh, well done. That was your uh, first time?
0: Hunter, that was first your first time?
2: time? Yep, first time seeing it. Uh, even though I have a pretty big television right here and I had a good copy of it, it still feels too bad to watch it on TV instead of a big th- theater screen. But there's only so much I could do between now and then. Maybe Easter they might be showing in theaters here because it's like 65th anniversary in 2024. So maybe I'll see it again. So. But I think I, everyone kind of dogs on Charlton Heston for winning that Oscar. I, I think he's pretty good in this movie. I really liked him in it. So I'm happy that he won. And then, what was it, yesterday or two days ago, I needed a little reset, so I watched The Campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I saw that.
1: Because
2: <laughs> I saw it was 80 minutes long, and Will Ferrell was like a guilty pleasure of my youth. Like any time, any sleepover at middle school, junior high had a Will Ferrell movie in it. So I needed a little bit of like a just a reset button after so many big Oscar important movies. You need something that's just stupid.
0: Have I ever told you my thoughts on Mr. Ferrell? No, right? I mean, I'm not going to defend him. I just think I. I JC, are we at two movies I like of him? Just Anchorman and Elf, right?
3: I mean, those are the ones that I know you love, but I think there's a few that you. Because I don't really. I can't
0: really count um, Wedding Crashers because he's in for like the last no. half. If, if, <laughs> I mean, his name must be on the or at least you know something like that. Oh, and, and that's then, a can. And then the the, the, the hate for Step Brothers, you know already, right? What about at least the other guys, Blades of Glory? Nah,
3: no, oh, David David's no, out on all of those. Nah, no, <laughs> right.
2: I don't I don't call them classics, but man, I've watched them so many times as a kid, and that's. I will say that is when you need to watch them as a, like, a 12-year-old to watch those movies, to really love them.
0: So, but I can throw some I, hot garbage so at you that I like from the 90s that you probably think is like, really, really it's
2: bad. A, so. And it's the guilty pleasure ones of mine where I'm like, I just watched it and it takes me back a little bit. I'm like, oh, this was a nice time to watch these movies for the first time.
0: For sure. Uh, anything else?
2: No, that was a pretty light week, I guess, in terms
0: of two, three-hour-long
2: movies and one not-so-good movie.
0: Uh, JC, what do you got?
3: Um, Well, I'm gonna start with. I think that this is probably like one of Hunter's favorite movies. I think he'll get the quote, "Tommy, how's the peeping?" Oh, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, because I rewatched Sawburn. I'm like, you know what? Let me let me watch Ripley. I have it's been a while. Still great. Can't wait to do an anniversary review for next year. When so that means I'll be rewatching it. Um, saw the Iron Claw again. Still, great. jumped up a lot of spaces in my in my in my best of the year, as we'll see later on. Uh Saw anyone but you. It's cheesy rom com, like like it's, it's nothing special, but I enjoy those type of movies, so I went three three point five just because I had a good time. It's nothing, it's predictable. As soon as you start, you already know how it's gonna end. Uh Saw Monster because it had an anniversary. Saw Rebel Moon. I. I mean, which, which it lock? let me down, but I wasn't super excited. But I thought I would at least go three point five. I'm t- I tend to be easy on Zack Snyder, but it just mm-hmm. didn't work for me at all. Um, saw the Faculty, Tombstone. Uh, Christmas. I saw This Christmas, Harry Potter, The Sorcerer's Stone, the the when uh Jim Carrey's The Grinch, like David. Um, Jim Carrey elevates that movie so much for me. Like that without his performance, it would be like a two or two point five, but Cuz he's so great, I go three point five on it. Oh, yeah. uh, so while also you were sleeping,
4: that, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to rewatch that, one, that one, one, and I couldn't and find it, could it on streaming, done. and I don't have it. So,
0: oh, it was, it was on Max.
4: It was, I'm- yeah, it
0: was,
3: yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Ferrari, so like to prepare to so, like,
0: I, I still gotta work. My dude. dude, dude, that, that movie fucking
1: five. sucks. It,
3: it wasn't great, but. Yeah. I, the performances in the in the third act was really good, but I understand the issues for people have. I guess because Michael Mann is my one of my favorite directors, I guess I'm a little easier on him than most. And to prepare like to do a ranking for him, I rewatched Miami Vice. It's growing on me, but. I still don't. I still can't be one of those people that goes like four point five and puts it like in the top three Michael Mann movie. Nope, it does sorry. have one of
0: my favorite Michael Mann scenes. That's so unbelievable where he's just like, "Do you like mojitos?" And they're like five <laughs> seconds later, and they're on a speedboat <laughs> to Cuba. I'm like, "All right, man. All right, Colin Farrell, do your thing."
3: <laughs> uh saw so the last of the Mohicans. Still, really good stuff. Daniel Day Lewis just is just incredible dedication that he put into that role. Um, Black Hat, which. <laughs> I will to see again this is my third time and I just I just I will never wow. be able to it just it's I never gonna salute work.
2: your service for that one
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like I was like you know what like it's been gr- I've been seeing people like like oh it's like it's actually good like i was like yeah just third try does I even remember you I said it this is the third and last try- time I'm trying to watch it I just, it just it's never gonna work for me Saw so public enemies um and um I saw the the insider for the first time since I was in high school there we go there and we I go. Even told David, I'm like, I'm like, he should have more movies that were nominated for Oscars. But it makes sense why this one's the one that really did yeah, for them. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like this is the enough. real, like this is the the fact that it's the, the true story. And it's just like they love those like political threads. Like this would have been an Alan Pakula movie in the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, you're missing one.
3: Off, I saw which me and David is like one of his, our favorite movies, Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me.
0: Mm. Still
3: great. Uh, like David said, I think he mentioned once in a podcast. He was like, "This might be one of the worst, age worst, like for movies that got booed at Cannes and like." And it went, when we look back again, and I was like, like, "What were you guys on?"
0: Uh yeah, uh, that movie's fucking perfect to me. I, had, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually gonna do a rewatch of Twin Peaks at the beginning of the year again. So I will, gonna, I'm gonna watch the three and a half hour cut that I that I bought. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Um, anything else, JC? To want to maybe
3: want to watch the show so you could get to that three and a half. Hour I've time. I've kind of told I've told I'm a couple
0: thinking. of people. I was actually talking to a, a friend of mine about peaks about Lynch actually today. He had he's a big Lynch fan, but he's never seen Twin Peaks and I kind of gave him the rundown you gave me, JC. Like, watch the first season, watch the first nine episodes of season two, skip to the finale, Thanks. watch <laughs> Firewalk with me, watch season three. You're good to go. You'll be done in a week. Done. End of the story. Oh,
2: a, a week? That'll take me two years to do all do all that. No, no. <laughs>
0: How slow I am
2: at television.
0: The first season's only eight episodes, so you're you're good, man. You're good. Yeah, I
2: guess. I mean just ship, just like... Just it's cut good. into one eight-hour movie, and then I'll watch it in one day. I guess at that, well, that point, that that does work. Uh, anything <laughs> else, JC, or you're good? No,
3: yeah, that's, like I have a lot more, but just I'm not. want to get down to the like the really good stuff. So yeah, just, it was, that was it was
2: of, a it was a really light week for him. You know, we'll sure. let him off here.
0: And Josie, anything you want to highlight from the week?
4: Yes, let's see. If you guys can hear my dog, she's being very needy. <laughs> um, let's see. I started it off with "Anyone But You." Then I finally watched Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget on <laughs> Netflix. It was cute. I watched The Holiday for the first time. Loved it. Uh, Jack Black.
3: <laughs> that, those those are the best scenes.
4: Yeah. I, I keep saying for the amount that people always talk about him, I was expecting him to be in it more. And then I was like, I need more.
0: <laughs>
4: what are you doing? Hi, Eleven. Yeah, she's just, you know scratching my chair but um, let's see I rewatched Wonka because we got a screener and I was like sure then I rewatched The Last Jedi because it's awesome. I I saw that Oscar Isaac had a chance at being my most watched actor on Letterbox this year so I was like okay one more <laughs> <laughs> I watched Ex Machina for the first time I really liked it and that's how I got Oscar Isaac to be my most watched actor of that's, the year
2: that's true there you go <laughs> Mm
4: -hmm. I watched The Iron Claw, finally. I liked it. Then I watched Set It Up to see why everyone loves Glenn Powell on that movie, and I get it. And yeah, that's it.
0: Nice. Uh, For me, very light week. I also rewatched The Iron Claw and I loved it. I I don't want to take I'm not going to take credit because I did not think of this, but I saw someone on Letterboxd or Twitter. I can't remember where I saw it but someone called it "Little the Little Women for Boys and I'm like <laughs> I'm yes like,
4: it is Little Women for Men Yeah, it is. and little I was like
0: women. yeah yep I'm like this actually like hits on all levels I totally agree with that um, right, but at least Little Women is fun I guess
2: well the no. first hour of a the sister Iron dies. Claw
1: a sister dies.
2: that's true <laughs> that, that, is, that is I've cried to that a lot actually literally so.
4: <laughs> when Zac Efron is crying at the end that's his um childhood is over (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was
0: i was watching um when i was watching it this time this is the third time i've seen it the scene where lily james is like hearing about the curse for the first time as someone that knows like you know everything about the curse or whatever and like i'm sitting there watching i'm like oh honey you have no idea what you're getting yourself into right now (laughs) just just you have no idea uh but yeah loved it i also saw um let me see. Oh, uh, JC, I got two good ones for you. I got 1988, The Brain. Uh it is a no, horror we're... movie with a killer brain. Oh, dude, it is <laughs> just like right just write it down. No, no, no. It's a. It's on another level. The brain just grows in size throughout. <laughs> it, so it's it it. You'd like it? I think it's right up your Hunts alley. It's like a mouth. Oh, right. I, I, it went right through, right over my head. I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I saw the Ginger Dead Man. Uh, with, uh, with Gary Busey, and, and it's fucking terrible. Um, I saw Rebel Moon, which is l- listen, like we we sh- like JC and I have shit on Zack Snyder, like the Snyder Cut. He's much nicer than I am. This movie fucking sucked on every level. 90, I was bored to tears. I did not like it whatsoever. Rewatch Zone of Interest. Um still really liked it. Uh we'll talk about that a little later. And then I haven't logged it yet, but because of the Iron Claw, I finally saw Martha Marcy May Marlene and that movie is phenomenal. Like I can't believe that was like his debut like film and as and also uh um Elizabeth Olsen's debut film too, which is like she's phenomenal in the movie. I I thought she was great. On the other hand, I did see The Nest and I did not like it like one oh. bit. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, of
2: the best of yeah it did not it
0: so N- no bueno para me i was i was not <laughs> not into it at all i um, uh, see so it makes sense yeah and yep and that's pretty much all i have uh so we can just jump right into 2023 as a whole uh what do you guys think of the year i thought the year was not as strong as 2022 for me per se but um i thought it was a good year overall hunter what about you
2: um, this was actually, like, when I tallied up all the, like, when I uh, tallied up all the ratings that I gave this year, is actually the nicest I've ever been this year. Would, but, like, I, it was also the most good movies. I think it was, like, 57 movies that rated, like, three and a half or higher. But there was a big, just, glut of movies that were just three and a halves. And there's a lot less that were great, like, all-timers. So, I think it was... There was a lot of goods and okay movies. There wasn't that many terrible ones, but there wasn't that many like masterpieces. But at least we get to talk about both ends of that spectrum. For <laughs> in sure. This episode.
0: JC, what about you?
3: I'm similar to you guys. Like, like I'm still finalizing like my top twenty-five, I suppose, but like my t- like fifteen to twenty is not as strong as last year. Like last year, <laughs> I had like Bones and all, like in my sixteen, and I won like four out of five on that one, and I really loved it. I saw it twice in the theaters, but it's been a good year like i hate when people say like oh this movie's been uh, this year's been so crap like i only gave two movies four out of five i'm like you're either being too hard or or you haven't watched enough because there's definitely been a good amount of movies this year that deserve at least a four stars
0: yeah i i concur uh josie what about you we saw a lot of movies together this year uh mixed bag for you or overall good
4: I think it was a good year. I do agree with some people on Twitter saying that it was a stronger year for TV.
0: Uh, yes, because I would actually put like my number two favorite thing I saw all year was The Last of Us. So I. Yeah,
4: I was thinking about it today on the subway and I was like, wow, we really got that this yeah. year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think because me and you saw it like in December last year. So yeah. it feels like such a long time ago. But yeah, I, I do agree. TV was very strong. Either this way, year.
4: It's, literally today I was like, hmm. You know, you know what? I want to watch something warm and cozy. The Last of Us? The Last yeah. of Us.
0: <laughs> Just put the first episode on replay, like the most coziest couple of minutes of like television all year. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's interesting though, Like despite the year, I, I agree a lot with what JC said. Outside of my, my top 15 is very strong and then after that it kind of starts dipping a little bit as opposed to last year. But I did get my favorite film of the decade out of this year and I did get the worst movie I've seen and maybe like 25 years this year. So yeah, so I mean, it's it's like the best of both worlds. So I guess we can jump in on Favorite performances of this year. Is there anything hunter? I'll start with you Is there anything that stands out to you that you want to highlight you don't have to give a list or anything just if one or two If if anything comes to mind
2: Um, yeah, I I did this I stayed away from the people that would be on my top ten list just because I would already talk about them so I guess the one I really loved, and maybe it got in most because it's the most demanded performance of the year in terms of what it has to do, and I loved uh, Perfect Days, so I went with Koji Yukusho, who's okay. the lead in that movie, the Vim Vendors movie, only because that the first 45 minutes of that movie is just him cleaning toilets, and it's some of the best stuff of the year I watched, so I was it's just incredible that you need to be just raw magnetism of an actor and just to be able to hold somebody's attention while you're doing chores all day long. And even when the plot kicks in, he's funny, he's emotional, he's profound. It's just really good. And then another one I like to shout is Dominic Sessa from the holdovers it is not a character or role. I would honestly like in most movies, but I thought he was one of the best performances of the year, especially for a debut performance. He has none of those kind of like, young actor tropes that you would think of it and i think he's he's great by himself he's great with gmani he's great with randolph he's great with everybody i i was i love that one
0: awesome uh jc anything you want to highlight
3: um Tiana taylor in a thousand one like i'm still i mean i would honestly in a perfect world she would be getting more than just the independence independent spirit award but i'm glad she at least got in there because that's like when I saw that movie, that's the one that I know she should at least get. You know, the Oscar campaign is 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 a is a is a hard year. Like I don't think she'll get into the five. What I would love if she gets into to the five, but I, I'm not hoping. I'm not like expecting it. But it's a great performance. The movie's on Prime for anybody listening who hasn't seen it. It was, it was my most underrated movie of the year. And then another person who, I mean, I feel probably for like our Critics Awards, he, he's probably gonna show up, but. Glenn Howardson and Blackberry, like mm. he's that perfect character that you love in those movies like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like Social Network, like the mm-hmm. very high tech person that's like that shouts a lot. Like when you have a great script and you just in that type of in that type of story like that, you always give a good performance.
0: Awesome. Anything you want to highlight, Josie?
4: Charles Melton in May, December. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Vivian and David in Rye Lane and Greta Lee in Past lives, Past lives because I've only ever seen her do comedic performances so this was a nice change of pace
0: nice uh, so outside of the expected Killian and Emma and I really want to highlight Zach Efron in The Iron Claw I think it's phenomenal in that movie best thing I've ever seen him do um, I did want to give some love to uh, Phoebe Denver for Fair Play. I thought she was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. I also let me see. Just looking at my list right now. F- mm. Oh, Julia Pinoche in The Taste of Things. She was just a delight in that movie. See that? You still well, haven't seen on it, on, right, JC? Hold on that feeling. You haven't seen that, JC, yet?
3: No, it's still like I, it's, it's in
2: February, right? It comes out here. Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, that's a perfect oh, Valentine's oh, Day, that's, Day movie. That's a perfect that
2: release. Is, perfect. Yeah. Even though people should see it now they're
0: holding it out oh and Margaret qualley in sanctuary she was delightful in that too both Uh, of
4: them honestly yeah like i love christopher abbott the first time i saw him that i fully recognized him as an actor was on the count of three Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: but this was the first time that i think i was like okay this this guy he's got something he's here to Mm -hmm. stay
0: yeah and we're talking about like supporting performances or performances that should get some Oscar love that probably won't get it. Uh I probably will butcher his name, but the the son from Anatomy of a Fall, Milo oh, yeah. Machado okay. Grenier. I, oh my god, he is especially in that last like 20 minutes he is just shooting Five for five on threes, not missing anything. <laughs> he is phenomenal on that. I'd, uh,
2: I'd, give, I'd give an honorable mention to Snoop the dog, too.
0: Snoop, best dog performance of the year.
2: Uh, uh, I mean, that dog when drinks that water. That was the most tense I've been all year. Let me
0: tell you, I agree with you because I ever since I got my cat, I am very protective of any animal in movies. So when certain things happen in that movie, I almost hated the movie. And then obviously things changed. But that movie... Yeah, that movie made me very upset and very happy in the span of, like, three minutes. So, uh, mm-hmm. definitely agree there. Uh, all right, cool. So, let's get into some of the worst movies we've seen this year. Um, so, Jace, actually, Hunter, I'll start with you. Thank Run, you. Do you have yeah, 10?
3: Hunter probably has, like, his 10 will probably be a movie that me and David
0: liked. It's probably all comic book movies. So let's be serious. <laughs>
1: You know,
2: there's there's a theme in here, and you will probably pick on up on it real quick.
0: All right, so run through your ten through two if you have ten there.
2: All right, now I'll admit I didn't see a lot of the crap this year. Like I did, that was my New Year's resolution to watch less movies that I didn't care about. Like I didn't watch Fast X, I didn't watch Five Nights at Freddy's, I didn't watch The Little Mermaid, I didn't watch like Heart of Stone on Netflix, which would probably all be on here. So I guess some of the movies on here. Got here just because there was less. But all right, we'll start with number 10. I had Foe. Uh Sir Sir and Paul Mescal. How the hell did you mess that up? Uh, I guess visionary director Garth Davis was the one to blame for that one. That movie is just so boring. So boring. Uh, here you go. Here's the one that you're going to take personally. Number nine, we have Blue Beetle. Really? Yep. Sorry. You're bugging.
0: That's like I... one of the best ones of the year. <laughs>
2: No, I honestly, if you if I wrote, you yeah, if I wrote a book that said how to make a superhero origin story for dummies, this movie would have ripped off the whole thing. It's I think is visually just not good to look at. I just did not care for this movie at all. But we're going to keep a the theme going here. Number eight is Ant-Man and the Lost Mania let's make Ant-Man boring and dramatic and not fun. That's a great idea. And then make it like required reading material. So it's basically homework for the MCU with no actual payoff. Number seven, Aquaman, the last kingdom or lost kingdom,
1: <laughs>
2: which that one, you don't even have to talk about. Cause like, it's so pointless to watch it nowadays, like, I mean, they barely had a screening for it. They barely did a party for it. It's just the last DCEU movie. There's not one single DCEU movie I actually liked, I found out now, when I looked at my letterbox. Uh, I think the Batman v Superman is the only one I liked for the first three quarters of it. Once Doomsday gets in, I don't care of it. But when we speak of Zack Snyder, number six is Rebel Moon. Uh, Man's a goddamn kleptomaniac. He's stealing everything left or right in this movie. Probably would get plagiarism complaints. Views in high school, it's really bad and boring. Uh, another one Dave's going to take very personally. Number five is the Flash. Uh,
0: yeah, I actually take Blue Beetle more personally than I do the okay. Flash. To so be honest, awesome <laughs> the Flash. I mean, this is you have a
2: multiverse and you do the most boring pandering thing of just having Nicholas Cage and Christopher Reeve show up, CGI creations of them too, not even like characters just uh it's waving keys in front of a face at that point. Um I don't even know if any of you saw this and honestly you'd probably have done a good thing you didn't Mar- marlo Marlowe, the Liam Neeson movie where he I, plays... I saw
3: it too. don't worry. It, it's it's, okay. it's gonna be mine.
2: Okay, good. Uh Neil Jordan and Liam Neeson made Michael Collins in like nineteen ninety whatever and that was a really good movie. So I was like, I'll give this one a chance. That was a bad idea. This movie is Really bad and cheap looking, and it's just boring. so like t- tired and boring. Like Neil Jordan and Neil are both like 75 or whatever, and you could yes. just feel it. They're just so old for this, it's really bad. Uh, final one, don't worry. Of the theme number three is Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods. I think this one is just. I didn't like the first Shazam, and I thought this one was just, there's no, at least the first Shazam had a personality and a style to it. This one is just so, just regular superhero movie, and that was so been there, done that. I think Zachary Levi and whatever the kid's name are pretty annoying, so I didn't care for them going more into it. And then number two is Big George Foreman. I don't know (laughs) why this movie honestly. This is a movie where when I clicked on the RSVP, I was like, I probably shouldn't have done that. When I got in the car to go to the movie, I was like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. When I sat in the theater, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Halfway through the movie, I was like, God, this is stupid. like stupid or something. No, it wasn't snowing. It was actually, it was like 70 degrees in like April, which is amazing for Minnesota because it's usually like 30 degrees. And I was literally like, oh my God, I could be doing literally anything right now yeah, instead I remember, of watching. I remember, a- you
3: made it like a funny thing of- what you could have been doing. I thought it was, I thought it was, like it was snowing or something.
2: I, that's probably because there's nothing else to talk about this movie. It's so bad. It's so bad.
0: I do remember that was a very light week and I, I received... I Because Josie and I received kind of similar emails here in New York. I think I received like six for the invite to that movie and I just deleted every single one, never even bothered replying to it. Just it was like,
1: also
2: one of those where at the check-in desk, there's the screening rep who I know, but then the next to it was for like the local Methodist church group who was coming to watch it. And I got nothing against that. But once I saw that, I was like, oh, no, it's this kind of movie. No, I can't do this right now. And that's it's a a secret spiritual movie, like faith-based movie. And I was like, no, unless it's Martin Scorsese, I don't want that. And it's interesting
0: because the Kurt Warner one was a secret faith-based movie, and I actually didn't mind that one. I like that yeah, one. It's
2: fine. Only because they played that movie for so long because he went to Northern Iowa where yeah. I went to school. So I had to watch it. And that one's actually kind of fine. It's a football movie. So, like, you know, I'm going to kind of like it. So for and sure. that one was – so I'll give it points. Another one. But this one was awful, awful movie. I don't All know right. why I watched it. All
0: right, JC, run through your 10 through 2.
2: Okay. Um, hold on. Let me here.
3: Uh, I just realized that literally my – my 10 and 9 are both Liam Neeson movies. Uh, <laughs> Retribution, which was advertised as as like kind of being like speed and is anything but. It's pretty much like him in a car. He can't get out of the car because the car will explode. But it's not as interesting as the sound. If it would have been like 2010 Liam Neeson when he was still kind of trying, might have been okay, some.
4: Wait, <laughs> that came out this year? Yeah. So <laughs> so let, me to- tell you, can- let me tell you <laughs> a quick anecdote. I didn't even
1: remember. <laughs>
4: i saw it but i didn't see it i was sitting at an air- uh, i was in an airplane right and the row
1: Somebody. two
4: rows in front of me to the left the person in the aisle was watching it and i didn't bring headphones so i just <laughs> <laughs> I screamed
3: the entire you time you could have got the whole yeah movie no by
4: just... the end of it i was like the twist in the end i was like wow
3: <laughs> yeah it was it was predict- like i'm gonna spoil it because it doesn't matter but basically the guy that's doing it is his best friend played by matthew modine who so, who supposedly blew up in a car? But when he was when he blew up in the car, a train was passing at the same time. So <laughs>
0: yes, like, I love star that. Star. Love oh, that. Oh, That's
3: a's delightful. He's the second biggest star in the movie. Like, of course, it's gonna be him. Uh, Marlow. Everything that Hunter said. Like, the biggest cardinal sin you could make as a, as a noir is to not make your your case interesting, and that was the case with this movie.
2: It's really uh, a same uh, space movie too, or like is Ma- the. Humphrey Bogart played. And I was like, oh no. So, so that's funny. bad. I know. Uh eight
3: is one that Davis saw last year. He warned me. But uh the John Hamm movie Corner Office. So boring. Uh number seven is um Heart of Stone. I had some faith because the director did Wild Rose with with um Jesse Buckley. I'm like, okay, him he's doing action. A little out of his depth, but maybe it'll be good. But yeah, no, sorry. Go back to me, yeah, musical dramas about about poor people. Uh, number six is The Tudor, which I was probably the only person in this in this here that saw it. Is, um, Noah Schwab from Stranger Things and um, Garrett Hedlund. He's like it's like a it's like a, the good son. It's like a kid that's being tutored, but he's secretly evil.
0: Is it out. like a uh, like at pupil? uh, uh
3: not really, cause.
0: It's the reverse. He's
3: like, like he's more like the good son. It's like he's like a kid who's supposedly nice, but turns. He's actually like very evil.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I saw the house. I mean, sorry. Number four was the house party remake. No, no. Number five was the house party remake. I knew it was gonna be bad, but was, I pretty much. Was, was, I watched, I watched was it LeBron it. and one? I'm fine. It was bad. Uh, number four was was one that I was actually excited for, but. I was surprised that it was really as bad as it was, and Dave has probably had one of the best reviews for it. But uh, *Pest Cemetery*, *Pest Cemetery Bloodlines*, like I think, like Dave said, I think they made like they said, *Dead* is better, like at least fifteen times. Fifteen, so like, bad, time. so bad. It was like it was. First of all, it was like it was not needed, but I was a little excited because I'm like,
0: I really like the first one.
3: I was, I was like, you know, may, maybe maybe they'll do some something interesting. It's better than a remake. Uh, number three is a. Uh, horror movie called Fear with with T I and a few and Joseph Sequoia from, from Power.
1: I I was
3: I knew it was gonna be bad but I was like let me give it a chance because I do like horror movies but nope. And uh number two is Quasi, the Broken Lizard movie, the like their parody of of you know, the Hunt Dragon Notre Dame. I went point five on it. I was I love their movie Super Troopers Beer Fest, but yeah, this was
0: no. Just oh. No. And by your list, I know where you're going with one, so I'm glad we're <laughs> of gonna course. we're gonna we're gonna be able to cook in a bit. Uh, <laughs> the,
3: the only the third zero out of five I've ever given.
0: Uh, Josie, what about you? What do you have for some of your worst of the year?
4: Okay, I. Don't... <laughs> I feel bad. I'm not. These aren't like the okay how do i say this these are the ones that were ranked last in my letterbox of this year so this is everything i watched this year got it the last yeah. films i ranked so no particular order oh my gosh 11 is trying to open my door <laughs> <laughs> so i've got uh, number nine so i don't have ten uh please don't destroy the treasure of foggy mountain it was funny oh but it came to a point where I really liked their skits on SNL and I realized they work because of their short form. Mm -hmm. So having a feature, like, the movie isn't even that long, but it felt eternal to me. And there were some good parts, but be warned. Uh, Number eight, Ghosted. Now, Mm -hmm. I I had fun with Ghosted, but again, compared to everything else I watched this year, unfortunately, it ended up at the bottom of my list. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Quantum Mania, self-explanatory. Uh, number six, Ferrari.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
2: It's not that bad, I guess.
1: It's I know, bad, but though. again. It's not good.
4: No, compared to yeah. everything else I watched, it's there. Um, Bo is Afraid is my number five. Yes. <laughs> I like
0: that one. No, that one, yeah, yeah. We had a good discussion about that when it
4: came out. You you would think how much you would think I love it by the way I talk about it because I admire it but well, it's there. And number five, uh, number four is sixty-five with Adam Driver. Again, mm. I had fun with this but unfortunately it's at the bottom of my list. Cause well, it, it's kooky but it's not memorable.
0: We're get we're almost there. I think we're almost there. Is, is, is there something coming? Oh, there's something coming. <laughs> I know what's coming.
2: Okay. Right. <laughs> I,
0: I, number
4: three, yeah. number three is Shazam: Fear of the Gods. Mm. Um, yeah, it's unfortunately forgettable.
0: I remember being Same a lot thing. higher when my press screen, and, and this seems to happen for me specifically on comic book movies mm-hmm. a lot, especially this year. My first watch, I'm more kind of with the blinders on, and then when I yeah. watch it later that week, I'm like, oh no 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 no. So yeah, yeah when I when I saw Shazam,
4: yeah the more time passes the less impact it has
0: mm-hmm.
4: i could keep watching things and it just keeps going down the list <laughs> and number two strange way of life that better model by short
0: i think that's one of my most disappoint i remember we saw it together and we were just yeah, like ah. i
4: was disappointed yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right so i will run through my 10 through 2. uh want to give an honorable mention or dishonorable mention to uh, Renfield. Uh, just n- yeah. like you waste Nicolas Cage as Dracula, and that's like such a red I flag for he's, me.
2: Uh, it's not wasted though. The whole movie around him kind of sucks though.
0: He should have just been the lead. That's kind of like well, get him in five minutes in and just let him cook for like 90 minutes is kind of where I was at. Where I, what I expected. Uh, Run, Rabbit, Run. I saw it at Sundance, and this movie just.
2: That was th- that was. You should feel bad because that one was actually one above Blue Beetle in my list. Oh my so that god! Was oh, I... not,
0: <laughs> it's literally right
2: there. It's number eleven. I'm like,
0: so I, I not like that either. I saw this on a plane uh, going to Disney in November, and I hated every minute of the 116 minutes. Uh, Jean duberry this <laughs> just. I I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't even watch that. There it's was no, There was nothing to watch. I wasn't
3: cast for it.
0: There was nothing to watch on the plane. To be honest with you, so uh, <laughs> everything on be the, Spirit Airlines or like a cardboard plane, if that's the best thing you had. Everything on the plane I had already seen. I really wasn't in the mood for a rewatch. So that. that would
2: have yeah. been better,
0: probably. Um. <laughs> Last honorable mention before I get into is this. Uh. Four. Eight, yeah. Before I get into my ten children of the corn. Um. Yeah, like, so I know you're not really big into into horror hunters, so the fun fact about Children of the Corn is that every time they've brought in a new version after I think the third one is a remake...
2: How many are they at now? I think like they're 12.
0: at 11 or 12. Oh,
2: yeah, so that's, that's... definitely seeing the same movie every time. It's, ba- this
0: one changes things around like a little bit, but it's pretty terrible. Uh all right, cool. So my number I 10 see corn, I could just go to my grandparents' house, they grow it, honestly.
3: The, the the best thing about it is just to see which actor started their career in like like I think like in part 5 or 6 was Charlie Theron's first appearance in a movie. Oh. And yeah, Eva a- Mendes' was one it's like to see like okay, this person was the the actor that became big out of it. That's pretty much the only reason to even look into
0: the sequels. Yeah, same with like a lot of horror franchises. Like the Texas Chainsaw New Generation, I actually do think is kind Bad of. I thing. think it's really watchable. It's for me specifically for the horror for as a horror guru. Um, but no, yeah, Stone Stones my number ten. J C kind of touched on it. Uh, had potential with the director behind it, but no, it didn't really work for me. Number a uh, number nine is Paint. Um oh, Yeah. No. Like, I thought it was gonna be like some satirical Bob Ross type of film, but it was not that at all. Uh this one may hurt Hunter, but I think this is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I don't I don't care about pigeons. I just want to put that out there. Oh like, no. Di- <laughs> this is this is the most pretentious garbage I saw this year. That people haven't. No disrespect to people that love pretentious garbage. I'm just I j have my my fill of pretentious garbage. And it's like I saw I saw this on the plane coming back from Disney World. Oh. And that's Kelly you know, Rikert showing up. This movie is <laughs> everything about this movie is...
2: Right. I'll, I'll say one thing that might actually help you at. I was at the world premiere of it. Did you fall asleep? In 2022. Yes, I did. Honestly, I did. <laughs> Only because it was the last day of the festival. This was, you know, I was running on maybe a total of six hours of sleep over three days, and that is not a movie you watch when you're tired. And, I have, and, and I've, I've seen it again, and I don't honestly like it that much either. But And I it, was very,
0: it. it was very interesting because, like, I don't... My first Kelly Reichardt film was First Cow, and I didn't really hate it. I thought it was fine. A little boring but not like completely First Cow is nice That's Um, why I
2: love First Cow so much And then
0: then I hear Lily Glanstone was in a Kelly Ryker Movie and I was going to see it But then I saw this movie and I'm like ah, I don't know I I think I'm good (laughs) I think I'm I'm
2: done The type of people in showing up is not the ones I vibe With though in my life
0: it's I kind of vi- I, the vibe I have with Kelly Reichardt now is kind of the ones I have with Joanna Hogg cuz I don't like the souvenir 1 2 or the uh, poor man's what 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 people call a horror movie what is it called the Eternal the Daughter Eternal Daughter that movie it's
1: not a horror movie. Oh, you could ask some people <laughs> in like
0: the New York critics circle I think it's a horror movie and I'm just like, "Bro, do you watch horror?" Um, but anyway, so to keep going keeping going Five Nights at Freddy um <laughs> this movie should have been 80 minutes inside Five Nights of Freddy. And I think it would have been one of my specifically me, one of my favorite horror movies of the year, like just have this haunted house vibe. But instead we got nearly two hours with sub stories that I give zero fucks about like, do not do this to my horror movies. Just give me like, what we're here for i don't need this melodramatic nonsense on the side i was just like i was not into it at all rebel moon it's already talked about it this is kind of punching down but i saw it i hated it so this has to be on my list detective Night independence <laughs> <laughs> what's that i don't even i'm gonna be honest i don't even know what that is it's it's i think it's bruce willis's last movie oh uh yeah. hey, I, I mean it's probably it probably is terrible it's then, bad but
3: yeah, it's it, bad you could have sold it for something else um
0: yeah all right yeah. and then house party i hated it yeah it listen i'm a jordan stan i always will be so that there's an opening scene with like lebron james that i'm just not I hate it. And then my my final two... That's
2: that Space champ too. Jordan's legacy is intact. Don't worry.
0: Seriously. <laughs> and then my last three here, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, that's my number three. Uh, I thought I was going to like it. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I really was. Um when my got when my man's poo comes out in a rubber mask, I'm like, eh, I, I'm I'm all right, man. This is this is what you do. And there's a sequel coming. They kill off Christopher Robin in the first five minutes of the movie, <laughs> only to find out that he comes back later in the movie. And then the sequel setting up Christopher Robin's revenge. I'm like, the second one may be a little interesting of him killing off like Eeyore and all these. These these characters from Winnie the Pooh, sure, why not? But uh this movie sucked. Uh and then my number two, it's funny, I have a uh, quick story before I get into it. Um I a couple of people that I Hunter included saw this at Tiff and this movie had a Q and A screening and I was talking to Josie about this through text and I was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna go to this and I decided not to. And I'm I'm glad I didn't when a 24 screener came in, I put it in my Blu-ray player and this movie is one of the worst musicals I have ever seen in my goddamn fucking life. And I love musicals. Dicks to musical. This movie is hot garbage. Absolute. I can't believe you went positive on that movie. (laughs) That movie is so bad on every level. It's, the performances are bad the i don't even think the songs are that good to be honest with you it's maybe one or two are catchy the rest of it just doesn't work uh and the reveal at the end was that was that supposed to be like hey hey we're to be in on the joke of the whole thing i i hated it i think this movie was terrible but to go i'll kick off my number 1 and jc's number 1 there has not been a movie that has annoyed me that has pissed me off more in probably 25, probably since Halloween Resurrection in 2001, than a movie that... Was it IndieWire called the best horror movie of 2023? Oh and that is Skin of Marink. This is... I. I've joked about this. I've said the same joke over and over and over again for the past 12 months.
3: And it always hits.
0: And it always hits. This movie, I'm glad I had my daughter because... It is literally what I watch every night on my Nanette camera. That is what Skin of Marink is. It's uninteresting. It's boring. Um, I don't really know what he's trying to accomplish thematically at all. Um, it just feels we talk about pretentious garbage. It just feels like, ele- quote unquote, elevated pretentious horror garbage. Nothing about this movie works for me. Um not even as a short because i actually did i think it was i can thank you jc right you told me that it is a short or yeah, did, it like yeah. Too short. so i ended up going to see the short and hated it too like it, nothing about this worked i think it's one of the worst movies i have ever seen in my entire life i hated it every second of it jc why don't you touch on it a little bit too
3: i <laughs> i mean you pretty much nailed it it's like is only the third movie I've ever gone zero out of five on on the on the page uh, with, with Holmes and Watson and um and uh, this this Charles Manson movie with I mean this Ted Bundy movie with Chad Michael Murray those are the only three movies I've ever gone zero out of five on I was like David said like I I haven't seen the short but I'm like I this the experimental horror aspect of it I feel like maybe for like a 10 15 minute short would work but that type of movie should not be 100 minutes when you're literally looking at, like, the the carpet and, like, a kid's feet. Like, like I know Hunter said that he, he liked the 45 minutes of perfect, he's cleaning cleaning the toilet. But I, I think even Hunter would have an issue with, like, 100 minutes of just watching the feet and carpet.
2: Honestly, I haven't watched it because I'm scared I'll actually like it. <laughs> That's the problem,
0: I don't and know, Because
2: man. you keep calling it pretentious garbage, and I like pretentious garbage. So. I don't know, man. I don't even think <laughs> no, this. Yeah, I don't yeah, even
1: think you I've would seen, like
0: this.
2: Now it's unfair to call, but I've seen two minute clips on YouTube. Obviously, that doesn't. But like, I'm like, eh, I kind of actually dig what he's going for here. So <laughs> obviously, stretch it over 100 minutes. Much Can I send
0: story. you a 100 minute uh, clip of my daughter sleeping, and maybe you'll like that? I mean, maybe honestly, it's, like the, that was,
2: the, I, you could call that an Andy Warhol, you know, pretentious <laughs> film, and I would probably like it. Though
0: I saw the Andy Warhol, mo- not the whole thing, obviously, but I did see the Andy Warhol thing that was in film class once. You know, that was that's when I that's when I knew I'm like, oh, some of this stuff is just not for me. Uh, maybe in October, I honestly might watch it, or soon. I don't know. Like I mean, I some the, I mean really some will. people really like it. I mean, it's yeah, Andy a, Wire's favorite horror movie of, like, of the
2: year. So. To yeah. But I'm scared. If I go like four stars on it, what's going to happen to this? I'm going to get fired.
0: No. I'm I'm just going to have to give you some 80s horror to delight your life with, and then we will be all good. Uh, (laughs) But, Hunter, I'll save Josie for last because I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Um, Oh, the best
2: for last. The best for Uh last. Uh, Hunter, Uh
0: what do you got? What's your worst movie of the year? Okay.
2: Well, I want to have a few honorable mentions only because these are movies that have not been released yet, so I guess technically they can't be on my list. Uh, North Star, which I saw at TIFF, which is Kristen Scott Thomas's directorial debut, has Scarlett Johansson in it. Just poorly made, terribly made. It's like a not a romantic comedy or anything. It'll be like a Redbox exclusive or something. It's just terrible. Uh, the old oak, which is the Ken Loach film, I saw it can instead of the Taste of Things, so <laughs> very very bitter about that. Very bitter about that. It's basically racism equals bad. The movie uh, makes Green Book look like the smartest movie about race that there is. It's it's so bad, and honestly, I was so surprised. And then Dave, I think you saw this as well. A year ago at sundance and it still hasn't been released yet and there's a reason for that it's called bad behavior with oh, jennifer connell hasn't been yeah i forgot quietly. i forgot Has i saw that movie watch it i think that might be the most annoying movie i've seen this year just like just annoying movie about bad people and just uh terrible terrible movie all right but the actual number one worst film of 2023 i saw almost one year ago today uh, you People, starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Awful movie. Terrible. Uh, it's a remake, sort of, I guess, of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Dinner with, you know, Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. Great movie. Stuck at his time, but a great movie. Uh, but this one has no seriousness, no intention of actually saying anything. It is one of the stupidest movies. Actually, no, this is the most annoying movie I saw all year because it's horribly unfunny. It's a chore to watch. It's, like, two hours long. It's supposed to be, like, a film for everyone, but, like, it doesn't want to offend anyone, so it just makes lame jokes of it about tackling racism. Every bit is just, like, somebody was improv and then they just couldn't cut it out. It's... uh, Uh, That was one of those movies where that made me reignite my New Year's uh, resolution of stop watching crappy movies. I was like, I shouldn't have watched this movie, and I didn't. So there you go. That's still the worst one I've seen all year. Terrible, terrible movie.
0: Awesome. And Josie, what is the worst movie of 2023
1: to you? (sighs) Oh.
4: Okay, since you want to make me a spectacle. No, not at
2: all. <laughs> I mean,
4: i, 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 I kind of making it. Yeah, all. so my least favorite movie, according to my letterbox, ranked 2023 list of the year, et cetera, et cetera, is Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things.
0: Oh, oh, from Half Court. Oh, my God. Drains a to three, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, i i i want to let josie cook but i want to i want to shout her out too because like we've had conversations about this like on our walks like to the train and stuff like people that have disliked <laughs> this movie i haven't really like vibe with their reasoning like josie's reasonings or like to the t where she had had me second guessing <laughs> things about the movie but i'll shut up now do your thing
4: i, think I just can't they So when I was watching it, I was already turned away from the film, from the first act, because it uses an ableist slur and I just couldn't get over it. And a lot of people were defending it saying, oh, it's a time period. And it's like, no, that's BS because it doesn't have a specific time period. It is cyberpunk, not cyberpunk, sorry, steampunk. So it's not really based on a specific time. It has influences from multiple time periods, plus futurism. So there's that. I will defend myself. Um. yeah I don't know it like, gets lost to me it's just people uh, out of our screening were immediately like oh this out barbie barbie and I'm like what <laughs> so I immediately was a turn off and then just the entire reaction and so many people talking about how it's like this epitome of like sexual liberation and feminism and everything and I'm like please let's let's stop and it just made me hate the movie so that's where I stand <laughs> and also it's basically just a male fantasy about a woman with a baby's brain who doesn't question anything until she finally starts learning and gets her own autonomy so basically it's that meme of that blonde woman who sees a book on the floor picks it up and suddenly she's like a book nerd that's that movie to me
2: (laughs) I respect it honestly I love it yeah mine's boring you people who gives a shit about that movie
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, yeah, I forgot
4: ahead. it came out this year.
0: Yeah, like right at the I, beginning of like, January, right, it Hunter?
2: The, it was like it was like the second week of January. It was the between Sundance, which is usually not a festival I vibe with, so like bad behavior, run rabbit one, you people in like the first three weeks of the year. Honestly, I shouldn't still be alive. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> I, I honestly i a good will to live to keep going after those.
0: Cover the Tribeca Film Festival, Hunter, then you'll come back and talk to me. <sighs> like, nah,
4: Tribeca's I, a hit or miss. Yeah, I think I
2: too, baby. I respect honestly, Tribeca. I call it Sundance Rejects. That's honestly,
4: if anyone is that curious, you can just head to my letterbox. My real worst movie of the year is on my list. I did not mention it out of respect because I interviewed the people in the movie.
0: <laughs> Have we talked about it?
1: <laughs>
4: no, probably Potter. not.
0: All right, cool. Okay.
4: I won't mention it because it was a yeah, really good fine. interview. I had fun, but <laughs> yeah, I, get uh, I, I had my issues with the ending
0: oh I know I know what it is I know what it yeah we did talk about it um i I didn't get a chance to see it at Tribeca but i I know what you're talking about okay. yeah the yeah like like josie said Tribeca is a i like covering Tribeca, but it is very hit or miss like mm-hmm. the hits are you could get some bangers like I remember uh o j man in America premiered at Tribeca and it went on to win the Oscars so you you know some some movies I only say that was ten years ago though what. OJ Man in America, Man. yeah. Eight years ago, seven five. years ago. All right. I eight know years that a ago, lot I'm of sorry.
4: people defend Tribeca because it still gives a platform to mm-hmm. genuinely independent cinema in New York. That's
0: true. That is true.
4: So it yeah. is a hit or miss, but at least we're supporting like more local filmmakers.
0: Yeah, I do think they need to um, change how they run certain things because I've noticed oh, since yeah. I was going. It's It's especially since I was going as like just as me purchasing tickets, they never and Hunter that I guess is not news to JC, but definitely news to Hunter. So the way they set the festival up, they don't do their movie like their actual features for their opening night and closing night their opening and closing night is always either a re-release and then a Robert De Niro thing at the end to close the festival. They never open and close the festival with one of their movies. At least that's like as long as I've been going. So that's one of the tweets I would love to see.
3: He runs. Is he right? What happened? It was the Bronx
2: Tale. It was Bronx Tale. They oh okay. yeah
0: yeah. There's always an anniversary. Like I does, mean, does he, does he at least come out and do
2: like Q and A after? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a Bronx Tale, I actually enjoy that. So. Oh yeah, I, w- I went to the Bronx
0: Tale one this if, year. If
2: you're trying to sell me on your festival, your opening night film is a re release. I guess that is. Uh,
0: yeah, it could get a little. But- yeah, but yeah, like like Josie said, Tribeca is still a festival I definitely will be attending every year.
2: Uh from my selfish point of view, who wants always festivals to serve
0: me first,
2: so and not, <laughs> you know, everything else. So I'm coming at it very selfishly, I admit.
0: But yeah, no. Let's move on to some of the best movies of 2023. You turn this Fran upside down. Uh, Jack Renault, Mr. Jack Renault can't be here today, but he did send me his list. Um, uh, he only wanted to include five because he said he did not uh see enough movies this year to properly create a ten. So, his number five is Kittle's of the Flower Moon. His number four is The Holdovers. His number three is Barbie. His number two is Maestro. And his number one is Oppenheimer. With a bonus shout out to Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> <That makes laughs>
1: <nice
0: habit. laughs> uh, yeah. I still have to see that. Um, it was
4: good. Who's um, I'm blanking on their name right now. Bella Ramsey. Yeah,
0: oh, she's, she's in that. In that. Right?
4: Yeah, Bella Ramsey plays the, the baby chick.
0: Oh, then I think I have to see that. I always support Bella <laughs> yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, you should have seen they it. It was so before. good. Great! <laughs> I've never seen. I've, I mean, I haven't really liked the first one. I don't like the first one that much. Oh shit! Yeah, I've only. Three, I don't hate. It. I'm. I'm three stars on it. So I have, but I haven't seen it since it came out. I haven't seen this since I <laughs> since I came out. So I I know I have to rewatch it. But um, all right, cool. So Hunter, we'll kick it off with you. Do you have any honorable mentions, or or want to jump into your ten through two?
2: No, don't worry. I got five honorable mentions. <laughs> slash, I guess six, because it's the best movies. I we, want we we take extra time for these ones, I guess. Uh, so basically, these are the 15 through 11s, I guess, not the top tens. Uh, so 15, I had Ennis Main, which is truly the memoria slash Ganimarink of this year uh, movie, where. I think the first 30 minutes is just a loop, a time loop kind of thing, where you're watching the same five-minute stretch like six times in a row, and it's trying to trick you into thinking you're seeing something different, but you're not. And it's like a horror movie, but not... It's a crazy experimental film where I've seen... I gave it, like, four stars. I've seen people give it a half star. And honestly, I kind of get it. But, like, it's a scratchy, like, 16-millimeter film. All the sound is, like, post-production, so it's like a lost movie you just dug out of the earth. It's it's, I really loved it. I watched it late at night at home, like in the dark, and I was creeped out by it. Uh, this one, definitely a, a me movie. Chevalier, <laughs> which I saw TIFF 2022 was at the world premiere of it. And it finally came out this like, April or whatever. And it was a period piece, so I was going to like it. But this one, I actually I think, had a lot of energy. I thought it was a great score by Michael Abel. Stephen Williams is a great direction i really love kelvin harrison jr in it so this was it was way better than i expected it to be i was happy on it uh i had past lives which i bet i at least one of you will probably have your top 10 so i'll let you guys talk about but like you know perception perspective a very intimate story across an epic amount of time and space it is great movie i loved it so much perfect movie to be releasing like the summer i thought we like i think i watched like the flash and that one with, around the same time and i was like this is this is this is what it should what be problem. this is what we need is around there um all right, number 12, I have Poor Things. So there you go. There's that one. <laughs> uh, I love Yorgos Lanthimos in terms of, like, I think The Favorite, The Lobster, and the Killing a Sacred Deer all in my, like, top 70 of all times. And this is actually my weakest of his English-language movies, so I didn't like it as much as I was expecting to, but I still really liked it, I guess, so I think Emma Stone's great in it. And then I have a slight tie at number 11, only because the titles are kind of the same. I have The Boy and the Heron, and... The Boys in the Boat, <laughs> the George Clooney film. Yes, exactly. I absolutely love The Boys in the Boat. Somehow, some way, how can I not like Rudy? But I can like The Boys in the Boat. I don't know. Yeah, You're asking man. for science. You're asking for science. The movies. There's no science here. So, honestly, George Clooney, one of his best movies. Alexander Splaw, one of his best scores. I really loved the rowing scenes. I was really loving it. And the the boy in the heron is actually. Like, truly, I I love Across the Spider-Verse 2, but I love the boy in the hair, and the score is amazing. The animation's amazing. I love that this movie, you really don't know what's going to happen next, which I love in animation. Uh, you're truly, I was, honestly, I didn't know what was happening in front of me sometimes. The themes are very, adults and children can both get something out of it or nothing. Either way, I love that it was going for a lot, and it was sticking the landing for me, and it was, an animated movie, I think, was for everyone, so. Loved it. And do you want me to go straight to the ten yeah, through two? Yeah, th- ten through okay. two. We'll keep it going. Don't worry. Uh, we'll stick in Japan for number ten. I have Monster by Hirokazu Koreeda. Uh, it's the third consecutive film of his to be in my top ten. The Truth in twenty twenty I thought was like the, the most underrated film of that year. I loved it. And then Broker last year was really good as well. So I loved Monster as well. Saw so the can. Uh, kind of the Rashomon style of story perspective playing back scenes from different perspectives of people to get different uh, sides of the same story. Ry- Ryuichi Sakamoto did the score. It's one of the best scores all year. It's like a piano, and it's a tearjerker at the very end. So, I absolutely love his films. I'm going to watch all of them again, or not again, a lot of them for the first time once I've done these Best Picture winners. So, uh, Number nine, I have The Taste of Things. Uh, yeah. Movie with no mistakes. no drama really, but that's absolutely the best part of it i mean it's so slowly drawn out of doing something cooking how cooking and relationships come together or like doing something you love can make you love other things as well simplicity complexity it's uh i a movie i thought i would like and then i absolutely just loved it all together i I, and like you you talked about it dave juliet binoche and uh benoit majumel absolutely
1: good electric
0: to get I, I, I know I, I know like in our like our big group chat I had said when France chose this I was kind of like defending I you hadn't seen it yet and I was like listen I it's like anatomy an of Falls I think it's a better movie I me mean, my personal opinion on that but this is a potential winner I think if they're not if they don't go for the zone of interest
2: I still think they made the wrong choice France did. you think so? I like- okay. the thing, yeah I like Anatomy of Falls too but I I think that's the one they should have gone with, but obviously that's a different one. i tasted things so good. Yes, I should have saw it in the back of can, I didn't, so fuck me, I guess. But, you know, you can only, you can only make good choices every once in a while, and I didn't make so many. Uh, number eight is The Holdovers. Uh, that was definitely the best film I saw at Tiff this year. It's a Christmas classic that I actually liked. There you go. It's it it's like the peanut of this Christmas, Christmas Vacation, and the holdovers are like the only three films I like that are take place during Christmas.
1: Uh
2: it's melancholic though, it's Alexander Payne's best film, but it's also very cheerful, very funny, and I loved all three Central performances. Isn't I really hope Divine Join Ra- Join Randolph wins the Oscar. She would so deserve it. I really want her to win it. So Going. Uh, number seven, Asteroid City plus the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, I guess. We'll combine them together because it's Wes hmm. Anderson. Anybody out there who's making Wes Anderson TikToks and AI parodies, they don't understand what Wes Anderson's actually about, which is making good movies that actually have some emotion and creativity to them. And this one was very much that And I love the story within a story within a story. Hmm. I had to watch it twice to make sure to get it all. My eyebrows were, like, raised. I was like, what is going on for this whole movie? But I was saying it very lovingly. And obviously, I love Grand Budapest Hotel. I French Dispatch is my favorite film ever. So anything that's a Wes Anderson big cast, it's going to work. I'm going to love it. Uh, number six, surprise, surprise. Martin Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon. A master made a masterpiece. You know, that's what it is. But this is another like excessive Martin Scorsese film, but not like Baz Luhrmann excessive. This is like just there's like a street race, but then there's a shocking moment of violence. But then we have an Osage like powwow and we learn more about the people. So you just you get so much at so at every level in terms of character moments, emotions, what's on the screen, what's happening in your within yourself. It's obviously amazing. Uh, Number five, I have Napoleon. So there you go uh I think, I think this is uh it's not british propaganda they're not trying to cut napoleon down to size that this wasn't some funded by a queen elizabeth or something no it's a takedown of romanticized history where we always see napoleon as this gloriful glory figure who's depicted these propaganda-like paintings that are in the louvre no he was a genius on the battlefield and he knew how to run an army and win wars He's also an asshole, an idiot, a weirdo. And, you know, you got to you gotta show that side, too. If you want to have an actual biopic about somebody, I want to learn about the whole thing. He's an uncool pervert who thinks he's Alexander the Great. He's like a Sigma male. It's funny to watch it. So, there you go. I want that four-hour cut. I'm ready for it. Same. Uh, uh, number four is Maestro. Uh, I People call it Oscar bait. I don't really get it because... You could see this movie come out in 2005 and being Oscar bait. I could see it coming out now. We've seen how many Oscar bait, like, music biopics of the last couple of years. This is not that tall. And it's the difference between that and Napoleon is Maestro is about Leonard Bernstein, but I don't want to know about everything about Leonard Bernstein in one movie. He did stuff for 50 years. How are you supposed to do that in a two-hour movie? Condense it down. Take the, like, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln approach. Just give me a little bit of stuff here and there, and I will generalize and see this person as who they are not like the whole span of their life i really like that he took that and it just one of the best looking movies ever made not not ever made of this year i mean best acted of this year i love bradley cooper i love carrie mulligan in it obviously the cathedral scene is one of the best of the year i've seen it probably like eight times now since it's been on netflix so i really enjoyed it
1: Uh,
2: number three is the killer which david fincher's best movie he's made yep there you go
1: oy
0: vey oy vey.
2: <laughs> oh, great but this one is my favorite in terms of that yeah i think is his most surface level movie which is a very big asset of it where it's just on the surface it's just go 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 ultra satisfying it's one of his funniest films of the year it's again like napoleon where it builds up this character but it's also tearing him down in every moment and it's so funny to watch it and it's obviously David Fincher, so it's the most perfectly executed movie of the year. Every frame, perfect. Every uh, sound there does. The fight scene between him and like the seven-foot-tall guy, at least it seemed like when he was fighting him, was just so like tense. And you're just like, every time someone got hit, you're like, God, oof, that seemed like it hurt. Oh, I loved it. And then number two is The Zone of Interest, which the movie that has been in my head every day since I saw it, Back at Cannes, like six months ago, and I finally got the screener for it. They still have not screened it here for us yet. They said we'll maybe screen it in January for you. So I'm dying to watch this movie so much. And I finally have the DVD over there and I watched it again. I'm going to probably watch it again in like a week or something. I mean, oh, I love the way this movie just totally goes the opposite direction of most Holocaust movies we've seen. Not a single second within the Auschwitz camp yet every second it's with you the whole time most ingenious use of sound to ever hear a story you'll hear a gunshot in the distance you know somebody screaming there'll be a kid playing his toys and he'll gunshot he doesn't care he's heard it all his life he doesn't care but you are standing there you are so scared of what's going on around you but these people out of sight out of mind it's just how evil can go unchecked and how people can just think about something and you know like a stories will be on the headlines and then within a week they, nobody cares anymore. It could be like the worst thing in the world just, and that's kind of how this movie tackles evil in this world. It's like Stanley Kubrick and Mikhail Hanukkah both directors I absolutely love. Right. One uh, of the most I, gross feeling movies I've ever seen yet I cannot get enough of it. So yeah, somehow s- I, I want to keep watching this movie that I absolutely hate the feeling it gives you.
0: Yeah I've seen it twice and I totally agree with you. <laughs> just, just You feel icky at the end but you just want to keep watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh JC, what do you got? Ten through two or any honorables that you want to
1: name? Oh, uh,
3: just I guess the honorables will be like my eleven through fourteen is um Blackberry, The Killer, John Wick chapter four, and Sawburn. And then um to kick off my ten is um Anatomy Will Fall. I you guys they've prepared me perfectly for that movie. It was just it was incredible. Like Sandra Hiller is probably my top three favorite female performances of the whole year and i like how it balanced the uh, like it did a lot of like genius things where it was like it would uh like i guess it would remember it would have basically like like when they were narrating some of the things like some of the things that happened in the fight like i loved the, the visual the visual storytelling that they chose to go with for those scenes uh number nine is air like it's probably my, like, personal favorite movie of the year, the one that I've, I've seen it three times. I love it. Like, it's just, this is just, like, perfect for people like me and Dave. Like, we just, like, from the from the Sneak and Jordan stuff, just the basketball lingo and everything. But, you know, like, I also, like, I have it nine because just, like, the movies I have ahead, I feel like are better made. Uh, number A is Barbie. Just, I was excited for this as soon as Greta Gerwig and Noam Bombag ba- got hired because I knew it wasn't going to be a basic... Barbie movie that she chases after Ken. I knew it was going to have a lot of deep themes. Number seven is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen The Boy in the Heron, so I can't say whether or not that, that might actually be the best animated movie, but for me, this is the best animated movie that I've seen this year.
0: Don't worry. It's not.
3: No, I, mean, I, it, I, I, like, I, I can't slide Spider-Man. It's a great <laughs> movie. I, I, might, I might go really high for it when
2: I eventually do see it. I mean,
0: you love Danny DeVito. Who doesn't love Danny DeVito? So I think <laughs> you're really going to go high on it. That's...
2: Get your memes out of your mouth. That's not even a real thing about the movie. Uh, I actually I want to see the dub version too. I want to see what Robert Pattinson's doing. I haven't seen that yet.
3: Uh, no, yeah, like Emma Stone, like she gave my my this like if I have to if I was if I had an Oscar ballot that she would be the person I picked to win Best Actress. I just like I, I also I, like Dave. I did love Jodie's like writing for her, like she had like strong points of why she disliked it. Uh number five is the iron claw like this was in my top set for uh, most anticipated of uh, for this year like i'm a big wrestling fan like dave been watching wrestling since i was like three or four very familiar with the von eric family so like when i saw the test screening with dave we were just like we were taking the movie in but we were also like looking to see how everybody's reaction was because there was so many people there that clearly clearly thought that it was going to be like a saccafron like uplifting rest of the movie which we all saw it that's definitely not what it is like i knew it was going to be something special because i've seen martha may, may marlene like and i i know what sean durkin was about so i knew that it was going to be like a, he was, he was going to go really into the psychological themes of of and the, the issues that the family have and he did number four which was my most anticipated movie for the last two years and i'm to i'm even though it's in my top four i was i'm still surprised it's not my favorite movie of the year and it's killers of the flower moon scorsese is my favorite director leo and then are my favorite actors so there was no way I was going to love this movie, but it's still surprising to me that it's not in my like top one or two, but it is what it is. Uh, number three is Past Lives. I remember Dave, Dave, like sold me on this movie so much. I mean, I love 24, so I had a feeling I was going to like, I like when they do their, these type of dramas. But like, I t- as soon as the end that I told Dave, I'm like, if this movie had ended with a cliché Hollywood ending, it would have dropped, like, a, a whole star. But I like the fact that they,
1: mm-hmm. chose, they chose a
3: very realistic ending that would most likely happen in that situation in real life instead of going for the Hollywood cliché where she leaves her husband. Uh, number two is The Holdovers, which is, like, everybody's been saying it, but it's like, a, it's, like, a warm hug. Like, that movie just... I've seen it three times also. Saw it <laughs> twice in theaters, and I saw it today as soon as it jump on Peacock. Like, I just... It just, it just puts me in a great mood, and it's, it's definitely, like Hunter said, it's going to be a holiday classic that I will definitely watch, probably every December going forward.
0: Nice. Chosie what are some of your favorite films of the year?
4: Okay. Uh, at number 10, I have Wonka.
0: Ooh, I love Ooh, that. I go. love that.
4: <laughs> I, lo- I love it. What can I say? <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop.
0: What's your favorite song?
4: Um, For a Moment.
0: Okay, that's the one in the uh, with the giraffe, right? In the yeah, with the balloon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: That, that that was my. Fa- I was gonna ask
0: that. That's my favorite one, actually.
4: Yeah. I started sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, The Royal Hotel by Katie Green. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, Theater Camp. Camp isn't home. Should have been <laughs> on the short list. Where is yeah. it? It deserves love it's a good movie it's heartfelt it's funny i think it's it's everything it was supposed to be and more spectacular on and hulu
0: i never got i mean i i think i saw it towards the end of sundance but so it didn't hit me as good as it hit everyone else so i definitely want to give that another shot
4: i've seen it so many times it's so good <laughs> makes me happy <laughs> The way you guys feel about the holdovers, that's me with theater. (laughs) There you go. Um, Number seven is The Fishbowl, or La Pesera, Mm. which is a Puerto Rican film that debuted at Sundance, which I really love. It's about um, how the United States military bombed one of our municipal islands and still have yet to clean up what they left there. So the people on the island have been cleaning it up themselves. But it also just follows this woman who just finds out that her cancer is back. So it's all a metaphor to how colonialism is a cancer. Hey.
2: <laughs> is it like a narrative film or like a documentary?
4: It's a narrative film. Okay. okay. Yeah, so we follow this woman um, who the protagonist was my uh, theater professor. And... It's just her dealing with the fact that her cancer is coming back, so she just leaves her home and everyone, and she just goes back to the house where she grew up and stays with her mom, and then she tries to help the people there that are trying to clean up the pollutants that the military left.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's really good.
0: Where is it? Is it anywhere? Because I never got a chance to see it. No.
4: no. I know we got a screener for HCA, but... I don't know. I think they're trying to get a, a streaming deal. Okay. But right now it's mostly playing in theaters in Puerto Rico.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah. Uh, number six, Love at First Sight. It's on Netflix. Um, this is my silly pick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice little rom-com. I wasn't a big fan of Anyone But You, so when I watched that, I was like, you know what? I really I really liked Love at First Sight. I'm going to put it on my top ten. Nice. So thank you, Anyone But You. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number five, Sanctuary, I, yeah. would, I would say it's my favorite movie of the year, but the other four would beg to differ, so it's my number five. I adore that movie, I was so surprised that a man directed it, <laughs> I was like, sir, <laughs> I need to speak with you, what are you doing? This great, the camera movements, the dynamics, it's such a nice chamber piece, just the end, the twists, I, it's so smart, so clever, delightful.
0: What what would you you had a really funny dig at Fair Play after watching Sanctuary? Did you ever blog that?
4: Yeah, I know that. I I think yeah, Letterboxd used it. I think my reaction was, now this is how you make an erotic,
0: erotic thriller."
4: <laughs> but it was also a dig at um, that movie that Ben Affleck and Anna uh, Anderson made
0: deep water deep
2: water that way we didn't need more dicks it already sucks
4: i didn't watch it but i was like you know what this is how you make it a hard thriller yeah uh number four asteroid city
1: there you go hunter
4: yeah this could be my favorite movie of the year but again the other three back to differ i bought the screenplay i love this movie i love this movie i love this movie The first time, we arrived 50 minutes late to the screening. So I was very confused, as you might realize once you realize 50 minutes is a lot. So when I rewatched it for a second time, I appreciated it more. But it wasn't until the third time that I was like, this is going on my top 10 and nobody's going to stop me. (laughs) And it's just that one scene where he says, I don't understand. And like, I'm butchering it, but like, I don't understand the play. And it's like, just keep going.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: That is literally the entire point of the film.
2: Just cut that out and just paste it over. I don't want to say it, Wes Anderson's gravestone, I guess, when he dies eventually. Just like, just, just paste it over it. And that's the no. And movie it's right just there.
4: such a good movie about solitude, and you can tell he probably came up with this during the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: And the fact yeah. that it's also happening at the same time that. The Trinity Test is happening. It's just so amusing to me. Love it. Is that is that your favorite West film, Josie? Mm
0: -hmm. Is that your favorite West film, or do you have
4: Fantastic Mr. Fox is my favorite. Nice, nice. But I think I need to revisit my ranked list Mm -hmm. now. Number three, I have Emily by Francis O'Connor. It came out last year at TIFF. Like it was at TIFF. I can't remember where it premiered. I believe it was Tiff, right?
2: Maybe. Yeah, it was in like the platform section or something. Yeah. yeah.
4: So it was released last year in the UK, but it was released here early 2023. Yeah, February. So that's why I'm counting it. Yeah, that's why I'm counting it. I have a loophole. I have the <laughs> receipts.
1: <laughs>
4: I love this movie. It's so good. Number two, obviously, Across the
1: Spider-Verse.
0: Yeah. Nice. It's Uh, so
4: good. (laughs) We're all the
3: same number one.
0: No, no. I know Josie's number one has been number one for like two years.
4: Yeah. Wow. Miguel (laughs) O'Hara. So, yeah, my second favorite film of the year is Across the Spider-Verse.
0: Let me see. So, some honorable mentions. I can't believe this is not in my 10, but it just. I just haven't got i haven't had the will to want to see it again so killers of the flower moon is an honorable mention uh, what is this yeah i i haven't <laughs> like soccer of the year like it's still <laughs> it's in like my 15 oh uh, yeah, so yeah you're saying this isn't a great this has to be the best year if
2: says he doesn't make the top 10 or even I,
0: the top 15 Basically, so like it's pro- it's probably like in my top 12 scorsese so i mean it's still a very it's still like a four and a half out of five movie for me i just haven't had the desire to go back to it unfortunately uh i also shout out to the zone of interest hunter touched on everything beautifully i don't have to add anything else to it uh um, no no uh honorable mention
2: <clears throat> I honestly don't.
0: i would i will honestly take it because uh, i
2: your, i loved your second log whereas anything that's a terrence malick film Something like that. Yeah, Where yeah, I, I That's yeah. an insult for someone who loves Terrence Malick's most, but like, hey, I'll take the victories when I get them, honestly. <laughs> so, love well, it. Well,
0: you're going to cover your ears on this one. So, another honorable mention for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because I...
2: Hey, I actually... That was a good, that's a good movie. That's the one comic movie that's not on my list. <laughs> Don't worry my worst of list.
0: All right, great. Uh, Maestro and Anatomy of War are my last two honorable mentions. Um, I do... I wanted to touch on something. I didn't mention it when you were talking, JC, but like... What I really like is what perception someone can have on someone's relationship just on one piece of audio. And I, re- I don't want to spoil anything, but that sequence really worked for me. It's one of my favorite scenes of the year because of the perception that people have on that their relationship was just that. And I think, or, I think or a lot. Talking about or no, fall, not a mutual fall. Not a will fall. Oh, you could do it both ways, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, it keeps being the
2: same movie. That's <laughs> like two people relationship I'm like, uh
0: oh. But yeah, like I don't I, I know I Jose, you haven't seen Anatomy yet, right? No, okay, so I d I won't spoil yeah, I won't spoil anything. But that specific sequence just I
4: know, touched. I should. I have the screener. I, I have, have the tiene libro. Box. You have the red little book in your hand. I know. Right now on my um on my TV I have the American fiction screener, which is what I'm gonna watch tonight. First time. So I'm catching up. First time,
0: yeah. Mm. Let me know what you think.
4: Oh, okay. Warm, uh, right? <laughs> what would you say? Yeah.
2: Did, how, how did you feel, Hunter? I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah, Hunter. Okay.
2: I, I watched <sighs> like thir- I watched thirty-five movies at TIFF, and I missed this one somehow. But then when I saw it at our film festival, after it won the best people's choice prize, I think I was sold a little too high on it. I was expecting a lot better. Same I here. I thought it was. I thought it was okay.
0: I, I was like, oh. Like, like I said, like I told JC, like it didn't know it, – it, it, it had an identity crisis because it didn't know whether it wanted to really fully be a satire or a melodramatic like family drama. And I think that really affected why I didn't really like it. But, you know, to each their it own. Been,
2: it would have been – and I don't like the comparison. It would have been if I had seen Green Book like a couple weeks after it won People's Choice because after something wins People's Choice and mm-hmm. everyone's like flailing the arms about it, you're like, okay, this must be a masterpiece. Then you see it. It's like, it's yeah. fine. It's good but like um, you know after that it'd been sold like it was a best picture winner so.
0: um and before I'm going into my 10 now but shout out to Letterboxd for creating of anatomy of a fall poster mirroring the Jimmy Stewart movie anatomy of a murder I've switched it I to that. It, that that just wanted to give a shout out to that brilliant Jimmy Stewart movie uh number 10 is probably the most shocking movie to be in my 10 I just saw it 2 days ago and that's Godzilla minus 1 this movie is hey. phenomenal i absolutely loved it um i love the idea that it's essentially the prequel to the original godzilla but it also has the intelligence to make their human characters interesting and you want to spend time with them and i think every character in this movie you really want to sit there and just focus and spend a lot of time with them rather than just sit with godzilla I did want to add, I can't believe this movie cost ten million dollars. I kinda of want this movie to win VFX at the Oscar just for the for the fact that this movie looks better than a lot of two hundred million dollar comic book movies. Just I highly recommend it. I'm not really big into a lot of the uh Toho Godzilla films. Like I like the original just fine and some of the 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 campy ones after that, but this one is I think it's probably the best Godzilla movie ever made. Like, not even not even like trying to speak in hyperbole and in prisoner of the moment i really enjoyed it uh, i highly re- and i could have put anatomy of a fall maestro in there but i kind of wanted to highlight this one sp- specifically so people can go out there and see it uh number 9 jc i'm with you this is like it's like made for me air like like everything about this movie just like was me like i love everything uh, the, shout out to the 80s soundtrack it's one of my favorite soundtracks of the year a lot of the songs that i love look in the movie I really loved. Um, as a sneaker collector, I wish they got an authentic pair of Air Jordan 1. They, they got the wrong shoe at the end of the movie, but it's okay. It mm. uh, didn't fully ruin the movie for me, but as a sneakerhead, I'm like, oh, you really could have just gotten ex- an OG I, pair. I, I expect you to stand up and yell at the screen. <sighs> oh, at my, press, at my press screening, I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, overall loved it. Number eight, John Wick Chapter 4. I, man, this movie is just like... If I took like forty ounces of cocaine, that's probably what John Wick Chapter Four would be. Like, I loved everything about this movie. Uh, it was over the top in the perfect way. That's, I think. Like, I don't cool. think there's anything. It's essentially like Keanu Reeves doing his best Buster Keaton because essentially it's a silent movie. He doesn't really talk the entire movie. And if you watch
2: I ten lines, the whole movie. Yeah, and if you I...
0: watch, go ahead, Jake. They
2: keep, they, they keep leaning into how bad of an actor he is. For every line is really terrible but like it's so
1: good at the same time
2: so i because every everybody was laughing they're like i don't know if i should be laughing at this but i'm having fun so who cares
0: yeah i i loved it i really hope this is it really crossing fingers with because i think the ending is perfect uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hold out hope that it is number seven uh is the holdovers uh I don't really like Alan's Payne movies as JC is very well aware of that. Um yeah. I hate Nebraska. I hate downsizing. I was downsizing even him, even him. Um I like election and i like side and I really like sideways. Uh but yeah. this is like you kind of mentioned it's a warm it's a warm hug. I loved everything about it. And I'm with you, Hunter, on Divine. I hope she wins the Oscar. Uh number six is Barbie. Um should have been shit. That's kind of where we should have been shit, but we get Greta and Noah and we get the biggest movie of the year and a movie that made basically lead nominations on nomination morning. Uh, number five is Poor Things. I, like I said, totally understand Josie's perspective on it. Uh, the movie did work for me. I, I'm a sucker for Yorgos. I just love the lobster. Killing with Sacred Deer is kind of, I joke about how much I hate elevated horror, but that's kind of like elevated horror working like precisely. There
2: you yeah. go. Uh, it, I know it hurts you to say
0: that. It really did. It. Really <laughs> did. Really did. But no, uh, uh, I really did enjoy Emma Stone, is just phenomenal for me in this. And Mark Ruffalo is pretty damn hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, Spider Verse. Uh, I was nervous when I walked into my press screening because they waited for so long for us to see it. I was like, oh yeah. no, did they drop the ball? But I was all in on this. Uh, I cried a few times, just conversations with Miguel and his mom just really, really hit me. Um, and Miguel. I hate what, uh, <laughs> miles. miles. Sorry. Um, the
4: same, same though. Same. I
0: do, I do get, I'm going to say offended, but I do get annoyed, but that's what Twitter does. It likes to annoy people with the idea that like, Oh, this is like half a movie. it, yes it ends on a cliffhanger sure okay but what about dune i I was actually going to bring up another older movie like what about empire strikes back it literally ends in the most downer fashion and people call it the greatest star wars movie of all time
4: yeah but no last year everyone was going crazy about dune and they were like dune deserves to be nominated and it's like then don't come for spider-verse
0: yeah i mean i i hope it gets
2: what about me who said the same thing for both movies my cool
0: <laughs> oh you don't like Dune either yeah i forgot about nah, that I think it's okay. here's the thing it's
4: here's okay. the thing we <laughs> have a chance of getting an animated feature and best picture again that's Sweet. true let's go yeah
0: because <laughs> we can get it into score animated feature and picture and that seems like a good haul to get it's it into also the been picture. getting
4: a lot oh, of right. screenplay nominations
0: the so, world doesn't love us that much, Josie. I wish. I wish.
4: No, but it's been screenplay. getting a lot of traction for screenplay mm-hmm. and critics places, etc. So if it could manage to snag a screenplay nomination that day, it's likely in Best Picture. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, it doesn't I'm, have to win. It doesn't have to I don't, win. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, have to win. I'm with you. It doesn't well, have to you're, you're
2: going for number 10, which is as long as it's in. It.
0: I mean, anything but the color purple at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I me. mean... <laughs> if that
3: movie gets in it's because it's, it's, it's the box office
0: oh not anymore my friend that movie has sub people it get knows it. That, right? I repeat that it's the twitter effect everyone wants to jump off and like prisoner of the moment this movie is a box office I'm like nah why don't you give it three days just three yeah, it was like it was yeah. like like three million on Wednesday yeah I'm like yeah no this is this is not a box office hit
2: um I guess if it gets in over zone of interest I will take it personally I guess so I yeah. should yeah.
0: that
3: sounds like my 50th of the year like I'll be very pissed <laughs> off if it gets into best picture
0: yeah I did
2: I
3: well, did not like that
0: movie at all but that's I, that's for our nomination episode we'll go for 25 minutes on that for sure uh my number three is uh a movie that I owe oh, like everything to Josie Anderson because she kind of set me up for it uh, in 2022 and it delivered on every facet of her oh, past lives, yeah, past lives. Uh, I rewatched it this week and the movie continues to have an effect on me I think the you mentioned it I am not huge on these types of films because they always end in the most unrealistic form and I think this movie captures the reality of what these types of relationships are could possibly end, and it doesn't try to fake out the audience with a, what you said, a Hollywood-type ending. Um, I think Greta is phenomenal in this movie, but um, the... What did I put on Letterbox? The other... On hero. John is the man in this movie, and I think that's probably why I would have been really upset if she chose... And listen, I think Tae-yu is great as well, but I really love the relationship. It just feels authentic, like the relationship between uh Nora and Arthur. It just feels so authentic that I would have really hated if she's like, ah, eh, you know what, I'm just gonna go back
2: it's, nah. it's the one good thing about the movie, I think both choices are the right choices. And the wrong choices as well. Yeah. That's what's so good about the movie.
0: And more importantly, like thinking about he's such like a good husband to just let her just see what's going on there. I would not be with it. Like just you would have what?
3: I would not be with it, like I like, like, y- 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 had like a, a freaking romantic like yeah, we're never intimate but yeah, I have Phoenix for each other. I wouldn't be cool with all that chilling with each other. I guess because
0: yeah. I personally if my, my perspective, I, this is just my perspective, like I would be because you never want to live in doubt and I think not knowing is also probably the worst possible outcome so I do think that that everything that happens in this movie just feels I'm repeating it again, it just feels so authentic and I think it really did, works. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Did they have you
2: see fingernails this year?
0: No. So this-
2: it, no, that is I the haven't. movie that Past Lives why well, after watching Past Lives, it makes fingernails look way worse than it actually is. Because Jeremy Allen White plays the John McGarrow character in that movie and he's the biggest wet blanket who gives a crap about that character. Was and it directed by a man? Yes. Yeah. It was directed uh, it was directed yeah. by the guy who um was yeah. like the assistant to Yorgos Lanthimos for like years, so and it's oh, a poor man's yeah, Yorgos yeah. So yeah, I remember. It's, that. Yeah, that's a movie that is literally somewhat literally past lives, but just way worse. So Mm. bad time to release it, but it's also just not a good movie. So whatever. And then whatever. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, there's so many movies I could see and I chose wrong (laughs) again.
0: And then my number two is a movie. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
4: Apple just isn't really good at promoting its movies. Some Miracle Killers of the Flower Moon got any traction.
0: Yeah. I... It's it's very it's you are 100% right cuz even like on my Apple TV they're not even promoting it anymore. Like usually they promote their Apple movies even when you kick off your Apple TV. Nothing there. Uh so I, but yeah, I don't know what's going on there. One of
2: my villain stories that you guys said you met during the tragedy of Macbeth line. Man, if that wasn't Apple, that I mean I know it was A24 and Apple but I was like that movie needed more than it got. It's such a good movie. Hell
0: yeah. And I remember like we were Cause I left early, but I know we spoke like after, and we were all positive about that movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought they had something there, and oh. it's
4: great. The cinematography in that movie is insane.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I mean, Catherine Hunter is so so oh. so delightful in that movie. I
2: I, I could just said <laughs> all. Yeah, they're the only streamer to win Best Picture, so I guess yeah, I they're know. they're yeah. doing something
0: right. I got something. Yeah.
4: Catherine Hunter came out in Poor Things, and I was like, "There you are, baby! <laughs> <laughs> it's so, been a while."
0: <laughs> and she's also cook. I mean, did, did you think she was good in this in Poor Things? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was. I,
4: I don't hate the movie. Like, I, I'm not gonna say like it's shit. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> um, I'm just mad with its perception. But like, um, Mark Ruffalo is insanely good in that movie, and so Catherine funny. Hunter and Emma Stone.
0: That dance is like. Bolden. that dance is going to be at every quinceanera <laughs> going forward <laughs> uh, and then my, moving on to my number two which is uh, probably the Dave movie of Dave movies this year uh, it's the Iron Claw I absolutely loved everything about this movie because this is a very delicate story and how you handle it and I think Sean Durkin handling it in a way where <sighs> he just goes straight for gu- for the guzzler and doesn't really hold back in, t- in telling you know these people die in the most tragic possible way it's very interesting reading it, uh, listening to an interview and I think JC may have listened to it this just uh, was on the big picture uh, Sean Fantasy, yeah, yeah so Sean Fantasy interviewed him and he was talking about why he left out uh, certain other deaths from the movie and he was talking about like you know How much death is too much? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. he, there's a chance, there's a possibility. And another interview that he did also talked about, like it may not even have been greenlit if I included every single death. And I think it was a wise choice. I, I think Zach Carfoun is phenomenal. I, most importantly for me, when I watch a movie about wrestling, because there are so little movies that about pro wrestling that are good and actually cover the authenticity of what the business is all about. I think this movie captures the territory era really well and the politics of who's going to be world champion who's not going to be world champion why is someone going to be world champion and just the, the, the what do you say jc the,
3: the art of the promo like yep. like they really emphasize that scene where he's like he go he does it like three times like like you gotta really get it right like you gotta sell you this the story
0: and i think it shows that kevin is not the promo in the family and i think that scene does it, was david. it. it's it was david um Little nip and this is not a nip the reason I'm five out of five on the movie is because this is just a wrestling fan nitpick. You gotta you gotta not cast someone that with a like Ric Flair has been like one of the greatest wrestlers ever, one of the greatest promos ever. You know what his hair looked like in nineteen eighty two. You you gotta stop looking like you went to Party City for a wig. Like that wig was brutal. The promo okay, but... Go ahead. You had the well, best one watching. on your on your tweet. What? That so you thought it was Brian Gosling?
4: <laughs> I did. That's what I was gonna say. Oh my gosh! It started and for a solid second, I just had a small jump scare. I was like, "What is Ryan Gosling doing?" <laughs> I
0: I think there for me, if you're gonna, you need someone with an insane charisma to play Ric Flair, and they couldn't afford him for one that person for one scene, essentially. So for me, what would have worked for you could have had that actor, and I actually. And me hey. I have mine over here too. I'm so excited to like never destroy that. It's such. It's probably my favorite. Wait, uh,
4: which one? Sorry for people that don't know, don't know. A24. If you're subscribed to their A24 membership, you get uh, the Zine of the Month for free. And this month was Iron Claw, and it includes a poster.
0: Who did you get?
4: I got Harris Dickinson.
0: Same. Same here. Same here. <sighs>
4: was my
0: favorite he my, uh, Zach's my favorite, but he's he's the most uh, closest to the actual person. I think he. he it, he's yeah. such
4: a. No, it, honestly, like my letterbox, I was not. I was trying to be funny, yes, but also for real, Harry Stickinson, I was not familiar with your game. And I've seen him <laughs> act and everything, but I was genuinely surprised because this is such. A European man and then he just opened his mouth and I'm like you are a chameleon what mm-hmm. the heck <laughs> mm-hmm. I believed him I was there
0: yeah yeah this is it's it's a story that it's too large to just be to fit in a film so I highly recommend mm-hmm. you guys checking out the triumph and tragedy of world-class championship wrestling and the heroes of world-class championship wrestling which actually covers the actual like everything like from the first von erich brother all the way to the one that they uh left out of the movie it's uh it's tragic and interesting that obviously they weren't going to touch on this movie but david von Erik's daughter died at one year old too
3: yeah that's what when people were like Oof. oh this is for the family i'm like bro that's gonna be, add even more depth
0: to the yeah, movie it's yeah it's it, it was it was tough but um yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. And eight, shout out to eight twenty four for the for for the zine. But uh, you drop merchandise for every fucking movie. I need eight. I need Iron Claw merch. I need world class. Right. I I want a sweatshirt. I want a T shirt. I want a hat.
4: Do you think it could be an lic- issue with marketing and license? Yeah, and licensing.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a WWE. WWE owns world class championship wrestling, so they would need to get the rights from WWE. I do think we'll get yeah. some Iron iron club merch um i don't think we're gonna get like a pullover with like the logo of the company and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i think we'll get yeah. something yeah it's, it's definitely yeah, something a right on, thing uh,
4: like um the pearl and x merch along yeah. those lines i thought they they went so hard with the merch for those movies no. give us something like that
0: i can't wait for, like for harris Hoover. dickinson <laughs> i can't wait to see what we're gonna get for next year's uh, entry from Ty West. But uh, yeah, and then uh, that was my number two. Uh, I'm gonna assume that Hunter, to speed up the time to Hunter, JC, and myself at the same number one movie of the year?
3: Yes, we do. Yes.
0: Yes, great. So, that is Oppenheimer. Um, I mean, what we've talked about this movie for six months. Uh, I adore every aspect of this movie. Uh, even the you know, everything. Uh, there's nothing I... I I think this is my this is my second favorite uh, Christopher Nolan movie. I do think this is his best film, though. I think this is the one that he puts everything together, even down to like you still throw your you still can't get the comic book out of your body because that John F Kennedy pull was probably the most baller thing you've done like ever and i, I yeah come on
2: I, I i it was a three-pointer that i was like you should not have taken that shot but he made it. it so he so i'm not it. i can't yell at him because he, he made the shot I'm like and, okay
0: and i do think because i love jfk so much i think this is why this movie continues yeah. like i've seen this movie seven times already and i continue to love it. it's my favorite score of the year as uh, my favorite performance of the year my favorite supporting performance of the year and it i I think Chris, I think this movie wins best picture, and you know, I...
4: Josh Peck. <laughs> 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 he could
0: be.
1: He's damn good.
0: All right, Oppenheimer. Wait, 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 uh, before you guys cook on this question, what is your favorite supporting performance from Oppenheimer? Not of the big, like kind of like the one seeners the ones up. that are kind of, oh, Benny oh, Safdie, yeah, right same. with the. The- he
4: he was. I'm not joking. He was my favorite performance.
0: You got the glasses dude, coming in the mail.
4: No, I said, come on. He was so convincing. He had like not the least amount of scenes, but he didn't have all the scenes, and yet each time he was in, I was convinced this dude is an asshole. This dude, it doesn't care. He just wants to do his little hydro bump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I probably would go with Jason Clark. I love him he did that William Friedkin movie where he also plays a lawyer this year, so he's good on lawyers. Um, I, I don't really like him, obviously as a person or an actor. I kind of like, I really like Casey Affleck in this movie, though. I think he just comes in and like really nails his scene, so I, I, I give him props for that one.
0: I I will say, like the whole Casey Affleck thing, the choice to choose the biggest quote unquote asshole in the movie was the perfect way out. to avoid any conversations after the movie, if that makes any sense. He's also in one scene, he literally sits in a chair the whole time, so he doesn't
2: do much of anything, so you really can't nip, you'd be really nitpicking if you called out Casey Affleck, which I guess that's Nolan's big brain move to get him in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You
2: can get Oscar when you're in a movie, but you really just flirt all the controversy.
0: For me, uh, it's Josh Hartnett. He has a little bit more to do, but I really love Josh Hartnett. J- love JC, it. what about you?
2: Uh, I'll go Gary
3: Oldman because I just love oh, The yeah, Last yeah, yeah. Waiters. Uh, that's, that's a D on Waiters right there. That yeah. is Waiters. Plus is, it, like, it connects the JFK connection that we like, mm-hmm. there's like a perfect like like this movie resembles it. So let's just get Lee Harvey Oswald from that movie.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about Oppenheimer?
3: No, dude. You, you pretty much know yeah.
0: it just it needs to yeah.
3: It needs to win. Nolan needs to win, at least directly. Like, if that a score is the two main things I really want, uh, obviously I know he's going to win more, but, like, those are the two that I really, really needed to win, or I'll be really pissed off.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I I, kind of think of it as just JFK, which I know I'm going to use a visual um, example on a podcast, so really smart of me right there. But, like, Oliver Stone has a box, and he takes his marker and doesn't care about the lines and just draws everywhere he wants, <laughs> and it's great. But Christopher Nolan's drawing just as hard and just furiously, but it's in the lines the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everything is in the lines. Everything is perfectly where it should be, but it's just mad dash thrown at you, but it just hits so perfectly. I think it is, yeah, his best-looking movie, best-acted movie, best score, best, like, screenplay, his direction. Like, everything is, like, the best he's done. For, for Christopher Nolan, that's a huge watermark for him. Yeah. So I I think it's the only movie this year to get a five-star I'm going to say immediate because I gave it five stars on the second watch a few weeks ago. And if it's in the same year, that's pretty immediate for me to give the movie five stars.
0: Yeah. So. The dark Knight is still my favorite movie of his, but there's no denying like what he's doing here. It's just like, it's so is, good.
2: It might, is it one of those where your favorite and like the mm-hmm. best kind yeah, of thing? Which yeah. Makes a little sense. There's I mean, just, there's just too much there's history. No wrong answer either, so, like, yeah. You
0: know. There's too much history with me in the dark Knight that I'm like, yeah, it's never going <laughs> to, it's never going to change. Um, yeah. And Josie, your favorite movie of 2022-2023 is
3: No, because you, you <laughs> said
4: you said been on it for,
3: for a long time.
4: Yeah, past lives. Nothing else. What else can I no, what <laughs> else can I say? It's such a good movie. I think it's the best movie of the year. Um I watched it last year at a test screening and I couldn't talk about it for a year, so I'm glad it's out. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> That's how me and Dave felt with a Quiet Place Part Two. We 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 attended the world premiere. Ooh. Two days later, the world pretty much stopped and I couldn't even.
0: for 14 months i couldn't even i couldn't even tweet about it i was just like oh i saw yeah. a quiet place part 2. Oh, you can't launch a review for a year until so you, so you just did you just hide in your letterbox list that you'd seen it or something no i i, I you know me i just vlog that i see it i, I just <laughs> okay. right. um, so I, I, will, I i didn't write anything i, I just go watch the they thing. don't have letterbox police
4: that <laughs> was well back then now they do um but that was the first movie I saw after the like when theaters started opening again.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you like it?
4: Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh, but yeah, that is our best of 2023. Let's finish up the pod with some of the movies we are looking forward to next year. Which uh there's some decent stuff coming out in 2024 uh some fun stuff some stuff that i think may be bad but i will still shout it out uh, I, was, I was
2: gonna ask did you i had a little trouble with this compared to most years
0: i you did see. so i had an easy in terms of, in terms of
2: slam dunks all right so like, s- if i if i see kills of flower moon i'm like okay it's Scorsese. just who cares you no. know it's gonna be great
0: i had two i did
4: not prep I did not prep. I made <laughs> this list as soon as we started. I looked up a list on Letterboxd of so 2024 releases, and I'm like, yes, yes,
2: hey, yes. Go, yes, go yes. ahead, <laughs> go and pull Clyde, Clyde Drexler there. Just put on the shoes, start running. Just so, go ahead
0: and. So to it. answer your Perfect. question, so to me, Hunter, I had three, four slam dunks. Three of them are like because I think they're gonna be really good. One of them because it's literally like up my alley in terms of I love the first entry in this uh, series so uh, that's probably where I'm at but yeah there could be some misses here but uh, for me I'll, I'll just kick it off so for me I have uh, I can't kick anything off without a horror movie Want to give a shot at <laughs> Terrifier 3 I can't wait for Terrifier 3 okay. um, this is the movie that I think is probably going to be terrible but it's directed by the director of the my favorite movie of all time so i cannot be curious about megalopolis that that,
2: is, that okay. was that was really the it's it's number two on my list but i was like he hasn't made a good movie in 30 years so that's a problem yeah it just or cast like oh, though if you make if you make the godfather i cannot you know i can't and like it's like coppola like adam driver
0: like, adam like, driver Lawrence fishburne Carlos Esposito, Tyler Shire, Aubrey Plaza, Forrest Whitaker, Jason Schwartzman, Dustin Hoffman, Catherine Hunter, James Reamer. There's like banger after yeah. banger. There's some troublesome people in this movie that I did yeah. not mention, but I, like. I, uh, Shia. Yeah. yeah. And John Where'd Boy. You, I don't know what the fuck John, John Boy John is Bobby doing. Oh, well, that's, that's him and like
2: Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's in trouble too, but like that's a total coppola. Like, I'm Francis Ford Coppola. They're in my movie. And, I, I'll be back.
0: Yeah. And it's sure. like
2: cut you're funding it, dude. Do what you want. And uh, they could be in the for five minutes. Who knows?
0: Num- number eight. Uh it's the only comic book movie I have on my list, uh actually uh I guess another one is a comic absolutely. book movie, but yeah. So, doesn't
2: count a comic book, yeah. That was
0: like that was like iffy. But yeah, Deadpool Three. I'm actually curious if they actually do the the story in the comics where Deadpool destroys the entire Marvel universe. If they do that, that could be really fun. And it may be a movie that Hunter doesn't hate because maybe, maybe actually do something. Um, Cause if, if if Hunter sees Deadpool destroy like all the Fox Marvel and all the bad Marvel movies, he may just like love everything about this.
2: I do soft spot for the, the
0: X-Men movies. So, but like, it would be cool. I would, if they have
2: the balls to do it and I will give Deadpool a little bit of credit that it would do it. They yeah, would do same.
3: it. So so I, I That it would be him.
0: Yeah, and
2: for I sure. Also, I have a very... I don't say hater, but I don't care for Sean Levy at all. And I know the director of a Marvel movie really doesn't matter, honestly. But mm-hmm. like when the people are announcing Sean Levy for directing, I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Yeah, for sure. Very sick.
0: And then... But, uh, yeah Cheers. to to run through the rest of these so Furiosa I'm cautiously optimistic I thought the trailer was good but a little bit more CGI than I wanted it and compared to Fury Road so I am cautiously optimistic there uh, Mickey 17 because it's fucking Bong Joon-ho and Robert Pattinson like that's kind yeah. of like all I need there Nosfer- Nosferatu um because it's Robert fucking Eggers so uh, I'm all in on that uh and then the one that I mentioned that's kind of like I love the original so much and I'm curious as to how this looks, uh, Beetlejuice 2. Uh, I'm very curious. I'm very, very curious about this. Uh, it, do I think it's going to be great? Probably not. But I, kinda, I love Zumbo. I love that his new muse is in it because Jenna Ortega is in this and we have um, uh, Michael Keaton's back. So Winona's back. So i Curious to see what's going on there, and then the megalopolis situation, yeah. The names are all there, but you're like,
2: I don't know yet.
0: Uh, number three, and in terms of quality, this may be the best movie of the year, but Dune 2 is my number three. Uh, but number two is without a doubt, like, this is like me, like, this is my list. I'm not gonna put there's no doubt in my mind that my number two is Maxine and my number one is Joker, (laughs) like, those are my like, without a doubt, like, I'm sure I'm gonna love Dune, but. I've been talking about Maxine since I fucking saw Pearl, and I'm like, I want this movie. You,
3: you told and, what you, how you messed up?
0: What? It, oh, I can't. I can't talk about it on the air. I'll tell them off oh, the okay. air. Um, yeah. Uh, Maxine's gonna be an '80s slasher giallo horror movie. I don't know what else needs to scream So more than an '80s slasher (laughs) giallo horror movie. I
2: honestly don't know how you've already ascended into heaven. I don't know how you're. I probably
0: will. (laughs) I probably will because there is a there was a test screening to Maxine, and there is a I don't know how true this is, but there is a rumor that there is a scene that takes place on the set of the Bates House. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, better, like, what the that's fuck at the end of the movie? Because if you die of happiness in the first five
2: minutes, then what's I mean, the point? Yeah, <laughs> seriously.
0: And then yeah, I mean uh Joker Folly Adieu like I mean I'm just curious what the fuck this is. <laughs> like more than anything. Like Todd Phillips is a unique person. Like, we talk about directors on directors, and I can imagine, like, a director on director, like, if Alfred Hitchcock or Stanley Kubrick ever got their hands on Todd Phillips, and, and then Todd Phillips <laughs> is talking about Joker is like, the highest art possible going. Hitchcock is like, come on, man. Just relax for, <laughs> for a bit. And I love Joker, but, like, yeah. But, yeah, just curious about the Lady Gaga of it all, what exactly this quote-unquote musical is going to look like. Uh, is there anything that I mentioned that uh, you guys, that I didn't mention that you guys want to touch on? Uh, Hunter, you can go. You guys go.
2: Oh, okay, I'll go first. Um, I guess I have three technical 2024 movies. I've already seen them, but they don't come out till 2024. Uh, Hitman, the Richard oh, Linklater yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which on Netflix, I'll I guess. I
1: watch it. Yeah. It's so uh,
2: good. It's so good. It's so
1: good.
2: That's fun. So...
0: Um, you were movie. But you were but you were on a really bad streak at NIF too, right before you saw this, right, Josie? And then this hit, yeah. and you were just like, "Let's go!"
4: Yeah, it was my favorite movie at NIF because nothing mm-hmm. else hit as much. Uh-huh.
0: I'm I'm hoping you don't mean
2: then "Evil Does Not Exist," which played Tiff and NIF, which was so good. Oh, I skipped
0: I
4: skipped. I did it. not see that. I yeah. skipped it. Okay.
2: Well, Dave, good on you for skipping because you hated <laughs> it, even though it is a great movie. Uh, Ryosuke Hamaguchi's drive my car follow up um the first 10 minutes is a guy chopping wood the next 20 minutes is a town hall meeting so there you go that's the third of the movie right there
4: no so,
2: no. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I and i get it too but that's something i love it's so pretentious and so beautiful though and i loved it
0: do you i, I don't know if josie or, or jc will care what is this thing about the ending that everyone talks about
2: the ending makes no sense.
0: Okay. And this kind of part of it,
2: the movie is like so low key and like natural and then the ending is like pull the rug out mm. like okay. very metaphorical and weird. And I honestly don't really know what it's about, but it's really cool and scary. So that's why I really want to see it again, but somebody picked it up for distribution. They have not made one announcement yet and when they're going to release it. So just get on that cuz it's a great movie. And then I had The Beast, which I saw at TIFF uh, starring Léa Seydoux and George MacKay, it's ah uh, that that movie is indulgent, excessive, and just all around crazy, and I loved it. It's funny, it's scary, it's traumatic, it's it's everything. I really want to see it again. I hope I think they're releasing it in like the spring or
0: whatever. So,
2: but, yeah. nice. Um, I got yeah. others. Well, you
0: yeah, know, we could talk about it. anything else on your end, JC. Oh,
2: well, yeah. Like my
3: number ten is The same thing you said. Like. I don't think it's going to be great but I'm just it's most likely his last movie so I'm just excited I'm I'm just this passion project he literally sold half of his winery f- to to make it so respect. I'll
0: just uh, be like Godfather <laughs> level good. <if> <laughs> I hope super.
3: I would be so happy. I would so uh, happy. Number 9 is I think Hunter's probably like the only one that that might be like that knows about is the orders by Justin Kurz, the guy that did um Mac. <laughs> yes, yes, that's
2: my number nine. That's fine.
3: Yay! <laughs> he did um nit, nit, Is it nitram or nitram?
0: Nitram. Oh, I like okay. nitram. I like nitram.
3: But yeah, like it's, it's um it's freaking Nicholas Hall and Drew Law is about bank bank robberies, car highs, and FBI's and and terrorism. Like that's catnip for people like me and David, so cool. but. But Justin Curso, like, he's he's a very visible direct, visceral director, so I know it's going to be, like, very hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight actually jumped as soon as Ryan Gosling uh, dropped out of it, which is The Wolfman. I feel like Christopher Abbott is a better choice for it because he knows how to play Torture Souls better. Yeah. I've been a fan of his since Girls. I love him and James White. On the kind of three, like Josie said, Pazesor, Sanctuary. Like he's just, he, I feel like... It, it won't make as much money as it would have made with with ryan goslin but i feel it might be a better movie with with him and um lee winnell as director number seven mickey mm-hmm. 17 like dave said robert patterson and, and bong joon hold together in a sci-fi movie say less i don't need to see a trailer and these need to know the plot uh, number six is terrified three same as dave i'm just i'm, I'm big on horror like it, it might be trash, but the fact that it's set in Christmas has me excited. Like, I, we we haven't had a Christmas horror movie in a while. Number five is Apex, which is the Joseph Kosinski a a uh, Formula One movie with Brad Pitt. Like, given what he did with with Top Gun Maverick, I'm excited to see him. Like, cause like, it's actual real racing. Like, Brad Pitt did his own racing for the movie, so that's pretty exciting to me. Like, I like the, I like practical more than the CGI. Number four is Maxine. I love X, I love Pearl. It's kinda and I love 80s Horror, so that's like perfect for me. Number three is Havoc. Like I love Gary Evans. I love the Raid movies. Him and Tom Hardy just it's Tom Hardy pretty much going up against a whole criminal underworld to save a kid. Well, like, that movie's <laughs> gotta
2: come out it has to come out at some point, honestly. Yeah, like it's been shot like two years ago.
3: Like Netflix, yeah. what are you doing? Uh number two, Joker for I do like I love the first one. I'm curious to see what it is about this whole musical stuff. But.
0: Man, I'm going to Tiff this year for the first time.
2: Hey, why, you, why you just dropped? Did it I, on I drop the news? Thing? Wow, um, I knew the first. I guess I didn't know the confirmed. It's it's
0: confirmed. I, I put it for I put in my for my passport today actually. So okay, we good. We're- you got that. Down. Yeah, no, I'm not.
2: And I, I, I hope that goes to Tiff. That's my. That's I mean, kind I, of. I'm like... worried it's gonna go the Dune Part Two route, where like we don't need festivals anymore. But uh, I, I think really it
0: does. Know. I think it does. I think. I
2: think. I don't want to get your hopes up. I'm hoping Terrifier Three is like Midnight Madness or oh. Big Bang.
0: Hunter, I go to sleep at eight thirty at night every night. This may get me up till oh. twelve if I get terrified. You Three. Better,
3: you better fix that for the festival. I nah. say
0: Joker too. Here till like nine thirty
2: at night. That's when they're doing their big movies. It's like night. So
0: what, what do get your not- game up. Damn, I, I'm gonna need some coffee. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I, I really hope this holds. I I feel like it's doing. It's gonna do Venice Tiff niff. But it's gonna be so. that random like like Josie and I as press won't be able to see it because. They add it at the end of the festival, and then it's uh, some clusterfuck to get to see it. <laughs> and I guess number one is Dune for you? Yeah. Alright. Uh, Josie, what do you got? Anything that you're hyped okay, up for for 2024?
4: Uh, I'm gonna repeat stuff, but I'm go just gonna it. go through it in a blaze of glory. Let's go. No particular <laughs> order. These are just the ones who signed that letterbox list that so were like, yeah! Madam <laughs> <laughs> Webb. <laughs> Madam Web! <laughs>
0: Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we... I asked for what piece is that? Trailer,
4: every time that trailer comes like up, that, in the yeah. picture, everyone starts clapping, <laughs> yeah, and I'm go. here for it.
0: What and is it? Oh, God. it. God. What is the line, I Josie?
4: What is it? I don't know. I got oh a tear. I'm I... here for it.
0: I'm going oh. to look for it while you run through uh, your list.
4: He was in the Amazon with my mom when
0: oh, there were
1: research spiders. before died.
4: And I
3: mean, the code is such a great actress, but when she, she's the actress that if the if this script is weak, she can improve it.
4: So here's the thing: I do like the Venom movies, ironically. So it, this is made. This was made for me. So it's
2: I, Venom Three is the I'm hoping.
0: I'm very excited for this, gents, <laughs> ladies and gents. I am like I'm super here. in like that press. That's press screening. That press screen is just gonna have me and Josie walking out happy, go lucky, and everyone's gonna be like, "Fuck this they movie!" I'd be like, I'll be like, go fuck your couch if you don't like this movie." I, th- I think this, I think we're gonna like have too much fun with this shit.
3: <laughs> if you get an invite, I'll, let me know. I'll free- I'll freaking leave work
1: early. I <laughs> think
0: I think <laughs> this is what people wanted Morbius to be like—garbage that you yeah. can actually like have guilty pleasure fun with. Morbius is just garbage. This feels like it may be that guilty pleasure like vibe. Morbid.
4: Yeah. Right. number nine fall guy
0: we number... did you like the trailer yeah you yeah. did okay all right
4: number eight how to have sex because i haven't seen it and i think it's going to be released finally
0: here yeah here yeah.
4: next year mm-hmm. um number seven furiosa obviously number six gladiator two Number five, Inside Out Two. Number four, Nosferatu. Number three, Challengers. Number two, Maxine, and number one, Dune Two.
0: Woohoo! We won't have to wait long for Dune, thank God.
4: <laughs>
0: I, have, I have a few more personal.
3: World, picks. It might have been in some top tens.
0: Uh, Hunter, do you have any? You said you have some picks. Personal picks, yeah. Numbers. I have like Blitz, the Steve McQueen movie that
2: world takes world place world. during World War II. That they're. I think they're saying it's going to Cannes and it's going to be Apple's big Oscar push, so like, hey, it's all the right things. Mark, um, I know you you know about this movie, Conclave, the movie about the Vatican, Edward directed Berger. by Edward Berger, who just did All Quiet on the Western Front, so like, a movie about popes and politics in the Vatican by the same guy who did that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> alright!
1: <laughs> uh, nice.
4: Hella interesting.
2: I'm hoping to see, yeah. I, that's another one where I'm like, sneaky tiff movie. I really want to see it, so... Um I have the brutalist, which is Brady Corbett, who did Vox Lux specs in 2018, which I loved. So
1: I'm
2: I'm 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 all for what he's gonna do next. So I do have Joker too in here. Only because they're saying all the right things. You get Lady Gaga in there, you get Brenda Gleason, you're saying it's gonna be a musical. I'm like all the all the movies I just said on my worst of list, this is doing Everything different than those movies. So I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. I really want to see this.
0: So Lady Gaga is gonna win supporting actress next year.
2: I You know, I honestly I wouldn't complain um, Number three, this is the fourth consecutive year. This movie has been on this list the way of the wind by Terrence Malick Whenever it's coming up. They shot this movie in 2019. It still isn't out yet. Come on it's literally Terrence Malick doing the story of Jesus Christ. Like, come on, that is exactly what I want. His all his movies are religious movies, so he's just he's going straight to the source.
1: Uh, it
2: will be a TIFF, and I will hope you shut up about it. And well, obviously you won't see it, so. It oh no, no no no! I'll
0: I'll, I'll actually, give you it'll
2: this. A, it'll be a it'll be a can, and I'll see it. If done,
0: the actually, movie never. if the movie's under two hours at TIFF, I'll watch it with you.
2: It's oh, not, it's not gonna be under two no, hours. Man, it's
1: not <laughs>
2: If it's under three, I'd honestly be surprised a little bit, or maybe two forty-five or something like that. Yeah, like, so that. like
0: 230, 245. Yeah. Is Civil War on your list, Hunter?
2: It was like, I I'm gonna do an article for this, like thirty. I think it was like twenty-seven on my thirty because I'm like, I'm curious about it because like I think Alex Garland will really like go there, and that's. I love any movie that really goes there, and I think he's going to take this concept and just go cool, what,
0: a, what a year to do it, this in. It
2: might not be good. I, it's the best year to do it in terms of marketing, I guess. I agree, yeah. Should true. have come on November.
0: Oh, that, that's too, that's <laughs> the, way that's, too close. That's on the
2: line. I, I do have this one as well as my number one. Uh, Kinds of Kindness, the Yorgos Anthemus movie with Emma Stone that he's doing, where it's Yorgos Anthemus going back to his co-writer for *The Lobster* and *Sacred Deer*, and it's like an anthology film. And I love anthology films. *French mm-hmm. you know, Dispatch* of *Macnulier* are my number two movies, and those are kind of anthology films. So I'm like, yeah, Yorgos Anthemus doing that with a great cast: Willem Dafoe, Jesse Clemens, Margaret Qualley, Hunter Schaefer, It's like, okay, I really want to see this movie. So, alrighty, there
0: you go. Alright, so. That wraps up our final podcast of twenty twenty three. Uh, this has been quite the year. Uh, next year, we have a lot of fun anniversaries on the on deck. We have um, just to throw some out there. We have The Godfather Part Two, which will probably be the longest podcast in the history of podcasts. I am. I keep saying I might
2: well just, we might as well just do a long because it's gonna be a three and a half hour long podcast no matter what.
0: Um we also have some anniversaries coming up where we hold on, I actually have some of these written down, but uh, we have Nightmare and Elm Street celebrating an anniversary, which I'm sure JC will be on that episode. Uh we have the big Oscar Tears episode where we're gonna tear up every single best picture winner of all time. I can't of that Uh um, just- I was, we should probably we're gonna split that part in. Four, we're five, gonna five,
2: six parts miniseries yeah, that's, that's we're gonna, to be a two-parter yeah we're gonna split that three, it. 95 movies
0: uh 96 yeah. by the time we finish we're gonna do it after this year so we can rank I
2: was honestly gonna ask I still have 20 more to go and I have to know how How hard do I have to start going in these last couple weeks so yeah, well, we can rank
0: <laughs> we could put Oppenheimer in the S tier from the jump um okay. I really hope so yeah really for sure so. but no yeah it's gonna be a fun year uh thank you thank you Thank you Hunter for being a part of the team all year JC thank you as always for jumping on multiple times this year Josie thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate you coming on uh, hunter as always where can everyone find your work
2: uh, you can find me at the dispatch.com X Twitter whatever Instagram uh, Minnesota Film Critics Alliance we're gonna announce our winners in a couple weeks so catch us on that we I, I've kept saying this. We nominated me Goth and Pearl last year, so we're the cool ones. So watch out for what we do. We're going to do something good this year. I already know it. We haven't started voting, but I just know it's going to be something good. So watch out for that. And I'm doing a bunch of end-of-year lists. So uh, my worst of list goes out tomorrow. My best of list goes out the next day. So awesome. you've already heard this at this episode. And winners and losers for this year, top 24, best of 2024 that I'm looking forward to. It's just a great time.
0: Awesome. JC? Oh, you
3: can find me at Merck with the Movies. Um, similar to times, I'm dropping a lot of like end of the year stuff, like most disappointing movies, most pleasant surprises, best directorial debuts. Uh, I pretty much like I, I've always said when I come into this podcast. Um, I pretty much review everything in these foreign language films, TV, and starting next January, I'm a. I mean, starting next year, well, next Friday, like I'm starting a year-long product called '80s Film Friday, where I'm just gonna review a bunch of uh. 80s movies every friday i'm usually trying to go more obscure so it's gonna be fun doing a lot of like 80s horror
0: movies that are very cheesy (laughs) (laughs) uh and josie where can everyone find your work
4: you can find me at the josie marie on twitter letterboxd and threads you can also follow at uh film posers at film posers everywhere and we just dropped a new episode where we pair bad bunny songs with movies
0: oh that's awesome we'll <laughs> definitely be checking it out it's a really
4: fun episode i laughed a lot editing it so
0: that's awesome and you can yes. find you can find me at the cinematic reel on twitter x instagram facebook whatever you use uh cinematicreel.com as well and yeah this was a fun episode and until next time until next year happy new year everybody see you at the movies